Desgate y sígueme el juego Sola, creo Y a tus amigas hasta luego De esas explicaciones solo vente Que tu mente malvada, eso yo lo sé En tu mirada yo lo puedo ver Te mata mi estilo y eso yo lo sé Como romper la disco, rapa, pam, pam Baila que no te he visto, pam, 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 pam Porque tú eras lo que yo soñé No perdamos Hello, el tiempo, everyone Hello, we've done it We're here, we're at the finish line we're here we're in cuba right now we're in a, a vehicle that's on fire and we're driving backwards recording this episode currently welcome to the fate of the fools our eighth episode of the fast and the furious frames and fools franchise I'm Dylan. I'm here with our frames and fools. Okay. I'm here with our frames and fools expert Henry, who is on the show all the time with me. <laughs> and I'm also here with our Fast and Furious expert. I'm also here with our Fast and Furious expert Matt. And today, I love how unearned of a title I have. I'm sorry. I mixed up. Frames and Fools with Fast and Furious because there's double F's, so I decided to just lean into it. I'm sorry, Henry. I didn't mean to do that. But today, we have a very, very, very special guest with us, uh, a fellow Fast head. Uh, we have costume designer and internationally ignored cosplayer, Chad Hatter. <laughs> Our, our dearest friend, Chad, how are you doing? Dude, I I am so groggy. I got my uh i got my my first of fact vaccine shot today Woo! Woo! So I'm, yes i'm feeling like a I, I i've been chipped if you will i i got the super soldier serum yeah, how is I, 5g working out for you uh who <laughs> but um no i'm i'm absolutely it's wondrous i'm absolutely wondrous that that bizarre intro was probably the most amusing thing i've seen in a in a minute so that was great <laughs> That was probably the messiest of all of them. I'm not quite sure what happened. Well, and I, uh, I don't know about the rest of you, but I couldn't understand a single damn word you oh were saying. Oh my god! The I'm whole so time happy. Until you turned it down, and we're all like smiling politely as Dylan's going. I could see it. I could see the blank stares. Because of because of all of the technical difficulties that we have been plagued with, I was convinced that I was the only one that couldn't hear him, and I was like, just go with it. Just hope he doesn't address you directly. So well. Okay. Okay, what I said <laughs> is I said that right now we're live in Cuba in a vehicle that's on fire going backwards. That's what I said. That's where we are. <laughs> um, Chad, Lord. thanks for joining us. Uh, Matt, Henry, how we doing? Good. Fantastic. Doing well. Doing well. Um, so we've made it. Uh, we've made it to the... not the end of our fast and furious journey but the end of our uh what is canonically you know the fast and furious franchise there is the Hobbs saga. And yeah we will get to that but this is the, the fast saga mm -hmm. uh and this one is the fate of the furious directed by i'm gonna mess his name up again uh <laughs> gary f gary. gary f G no gary f gray correct no f gary gray F. Gary Gray. Yes. The man's name I'm... is a fucking anagram. Like, <laughs> it would be Legend like if has I... it. If you rearrange his name, it, it leads to the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah, if you get him to say his own name backwards, it'll send him back to the fifth dimension where he belongs. <laughs> um, so this little is top this... hat, little bowler. 
this one is not directed by Justin Lin. Uh, and a lot, there's a lot of crazy stuff in this. Uh, but before we really jump into it, uh, we like to do a little thing here on Frames and Fools called Movie Moments, where we ask everyone uh, for a memory from their past week that felt like a movie. And like always, I'm going to kick it off with our guest, Chad. Do you have a movie moment? Yes, I do. Um, I actually was... During breakfast this morning, I was agonizing over what I was going to use because I, I couldn't think of anything good. And I thought, oh, I should just make something up. So I devised this whole thing that I was going to flat out just like improv. And then I walked into my living room and I saw something sitting on my coffee table that I had actually somehow forgot was there. And so my uh, my movie moment for the week uh, is pertaining to this particular artifact that's in my living room. So uh, the people at home can't see what I'm doing, but I'm hand stitching leather scraps of leather together because i am building an edward scissorhands costume um mm. i'm building it specifically for v neil and if you don't know who v neil is you need to climb out from under that rock but um she's the makeup artist who created the look for the film and she's she's a very dear friend of mine and we're doing this like for the 30th anniversary of the film we're like resurrecting edward so i'm building this costume and i've got my friend who's modeling it is in the other room waiting for me to be done recording so we can continue doing fittings but I have the hands. They're in my living room on the coffee table. The, the, the hands, the scissors. The real hands. The real ones. And when I got Ooh. them, yes. That's exciting. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, you, I, thought, I thought you started to ask a question, so I was going to be like, yeah. No, um, I'm just excited. And this is, this is the only movie that's ever, that has ever made my father cry. And it's one of my absolute favorite movies. So it has a very special place in my, my little sugar cookie heart. And when I got the box, it was it was in the middle of one of those sort of harrowing days where there's a lot of just bad shit going on. You're in a bad mood. And I just was I was handed the box and I was like, OK, cool, I can scratch that off my to do list. And then I got home and I forgot about it. And then the other day when Dylan came by to drop off uh, his laptop, because I don't own technology, um, so I could be on this delightful little podcast, uh, the podcast. Um, I decided to open them while I was waiting for him. And it was it was golden hour afternoon. And I opened the box and I unwrapped the wrappings. And as I lifted one of the hands out, one of the blades like caught the sunlight and it just illuminated the room in this like flash that like for a brief moment, it was as if everything in the world was perfect because I had oh. I had Edwards I was holding Edwards right hand and it just it made me weepy like thinking about it I'm getting misty and I feel so bad for everyone around me because every time we put my friend Aaron every time we put him in the costume to do a fitting I get like emotional because it's Edward and it's yeah, like man. it's such a I'm such a child <laughs> so no. so that's my <laughs> that's movie a... moment is the world flipping into slow motion while as I lifted a 30 year old pair of prop scissors that were worn by johnny depp once upon a time and if you guys want to see them when we're done at the end when we wrap i'll run and grab them and we can do some show and tell but i don't oh, want to like yeah. eat up too much time but that's a goddamn movie moment i thought i thought it was going to be a boromir moment where you took them out of the box and you're like oh, still sharp and like <laughs> prick your finger like aurora or something <laughs> and fall into a deep slumber wherein you will not wake until i don't know something burton-esque <laughs> I mean, what a way to go. Like, I mean. Incredible. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's what Johnny would want. Um, Henry, you got one? I do, I do. Hit um, 
I'm selling a motorcycle that I've had since 2015, and it's a it's a small motorcycle, 150 cc's for those of you that ride. Um, and I'm getting basically the exact same thing, but bigger with modern amenities. So it's actually got a, a headlight that's good and a rear disc brake instead of a rear drum brake and all, all these other details that make me really happy. Um, and it's from this company that they don't do dealerships. They just ship it to you in a big ass crate. Whoa. So is oh yeah. is it like one of those wood crates like Indiana Jones? Partially, crates? yeah, yeah, partially. Cool. Not Ooh. entirely wood, but yeah, you, you pull the cardboard <laughs> off and it's like got the frame around it and everything. Yeah, <gasps> that's exciting. So I'm very excited for that. And I was watching this music video that Dylan sent my way years ago. That's you know features this uh, the Bozozoku, which are like Japanese biker outlaws, and they look really cool. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna paint the bike and I'm gonna hodgepodge like pages from like Acura onto the tank and then paint over that and then clear coat it and do all this cool shit. So I'm getting really excited. Right. Um, and yesterday or the day before I was watching a video from the company. That's like what to do when you get your crate and it's talking you through setup and all that. And it's, it's a cheesy video. It's like, you know, very, very low budget, but really funny and cool. And, they're in this parking lot or they're in like the parking lot of their facility and they're next to this cinder block wall and it's just a cinder block wall. It's not even painted. There's nothing distinctive on it. Nothing. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I've been there. Like my brain just knew that I'd been there and I was like, that's okay. Let's run with that. Sure. I I trust you. And I trust you brain. Yeah. So I look up where they're based and they're based in Azusa. And I'm like, I have only ever been there once on one occasion, one day. And turns out, yeah, uh, one of my favorite motorcycle builders is like in that area. And after we, my dad and I were done visiting with him, we stopped in this parking lot uh, down the road just to kind of collect ourselves and, you know, figure out the next stop on our journey. And I have pictures of that exact parking lot, and I recognize it because the, I don't know what mountain range is behind it, but it like matches up perfectly, like uh, pictures in an adventure movie. Like, oh my god, Whoa. there it is. But so yeah, That's so not awesome. only do I have this super cool motorcycle coming, turns out I've been to the place they're shipping it from, and my brain figured it out before I did, and it was really trippy. That's that's wild. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Matt, you got I'm one? excited for you to get that crate too. That's awesome. I am, awesome. I am gonna too. Be it's going to be like <laughs> Christmas times a million. Ugh. Do I do I have time to make you an Indiana Jones outfit to wear like as you're opening it? Yeah. <laughs> you could send it with the crate. It could all it could, it could be a kit. I mean, Azusa is like 20 minutes away. I could totally just go and be like, "Excuse yeah, me." Yeah, just hook it up. Yeah. Can, can I you just, just put this in the can box? Just slip something in there. Do you mind if I <laughs> It's a hat and a jacket. Um, Matt, Ignore you the got gun. One? You don't have to put that on the thing. I do not have one. I've had a that's, pretty that's okay. Pretty bland week. That's okay. Say. Well, um, you got a new couch. That's pretty. Uh, I got a new cinematic. couch. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I haven't even seen it yet. Literally, <laughs> like, we brought it in, and then now the suspense. I'm here. <laughs> can I just can yeah. I can I just say real quick how exciting it is to finally put a face to Matthew's voice because I've been listening to you for months. And had no idea what you look like. <laughs> Incredible. Is it that's weird? True, is it yeah. like one of those situations where it's like, that's not the 
That's not what I was picturing. I I have been flirting at a barista at my local Starbucks since I moved here two months ago to Van Nuys. Uh His name I'm not going to say his name on the off chance that he may hear this. Do it. Do it. Do it. I don't want to. I don't take your shot. I don't want to embarrass him. But um, (laughs) I've only seen his eyes. I have no idea what this guy looks like because everyone. No clue. And the other day I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be super romantic and I'm going to slip him a note that's like, hey, can I see the bottom half of your face? Question mark. Here's my number. And I I ended up not doing that. I sort of shouted at him as he was leaving and I was like, oh, it's my moment. What do you look like? And it was a whole awkward thing. But (laughs) when he when he lowered the mask, not at all what i was expecting in the slightest like my brain subconsciously had sort of decided what he looked like so when he removed his his mask and he had this like wizard beard that was tucked inside of it that i had no idea was in there it, it was so disjointing because Whoa. it did not match Hold this beard. this did not match this at all yeah. while you're not at all what i anticipated i also am fortunate that i didn't anticipate anything so it's not a barista moment it's just it's there's it's 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 absolutely flawless plus not many people can pull off that particular shade of rust in a uh in a henley so well done you look great thank you the highest definitely happens with podcasts you listen to them for a while and i i had a a moment where i was like do i want to look up because when i first got into podcasts you know you're just listening most of the time they're not pictured on the cover or anything and eventually you're like you cave and you're like all right i'm gonna look them up and a few times, yeah, did not match what I had in my brain, even if there wasn't anything in my brain. Yeah. Anyway. Um, my movie moment's short and sweet. Uh, I played baseball this weekend, as I usually do, and towards the end, somebody brought some beer, and I just sat down in the outfield and was drinking beer <laughs> and watching people play baseball in the grass. It was very picturesque for me. It's about it really family. Nice it's about family, baby. La familia. Yeah. So let's with that. Hold on, man. Just take a moment. <laughs> just look. look in front of you. <laughs> Life. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. So, that that moment. That, I just it. That fucking moment. That moment. Don't do that. Don't do it to me, man. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, Fast and Furious: The Fate of the Furious. Before we get really, really into the movie, Chad, I'd like to know what your Fast and Furious journey has been. How did you come to these films? I, we didn't know that you were a fan. We didn't expect it. Kind of blindsided <laughs> us. Tell us about your Fast and Furious journey. Okay, my Fast and Furious journey. First of all, no one ever expects that. When I, me of all people, because you two have been in my home. You, you know what I'm like. You know that I'm basically some sort of foppish, pretentious ass wagon. Who? What does your house look like? Um, it, you saw part of it the other day, but it looks like a drunk wizard lives there. Like all the furniture is Victorian. <laughs> There's tea sets everywhere. Um, I've oft been accused of being pretentious, which I frankly don't see. Um, he's drinking a cup of tea right now and he sassily like did an eye roll. And so the <laughs> listeners at home know what just happened. So, <laughs> so, um, when people find out that I really love these movies, um, they have their faults, but I do love them. It always throws people for a loop because it doesn't seem... It's not Pride and Prejudice. It's not Mr. Darcy. Like, it's not normally something you'd assume I would be into. Um, I had a friend in high school who was obsessed with Vin Diesel. And I had this wall in my bedroom that when my friends would come over, they would grab a marker and they would write something on it. So the whole wall was like a giant art installation. And she wrote, she meant to write, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. At that speed, nothing else matters. But she messed up and she wrote, I live my 
a quarter mile at a time, you know, at that speed, nothing else matters. And then she wrote that. And so I was looking, I was like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Like, is it a code? What is it? What does it mean? And then another person came over a different day and wrote two S's after the A. So it became, I live my ass a quarter mile at a time. (laughs) And it stayed there for 30 years, you know? Well, about six years after that, I was in college and it was two in the morning and I'm working on a costume and I've got like TBS or TNT or one of those stations on in the background, just like zoning out and Fast and the Furious comes on and I was just too lazy to change the channel. So I was like, this is like 2006. And so I was like, I'm not going to just uh, whatever. And as I'm listening to this story unfold, I keep glancing over because I'm thinking to myself, God, Paul Walker is either the most incredible actor on the planet or he's absolute rubbish. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it was somewhere in between there. And I totally got into it. And then when it got to the house party scene and it's playing that repetitive like dance song, I went and looked it up. And fun fact, if you didn't know this, that's like a a public domain track that anyone can purchase to put into anything. It was written for commercials, that track. Incredible. If you didn't know this, like I went and looked it up. It's made by a company that I believe is called Brand X is I think the name of the company. And they do a lot of trailer music. But I found the song and I was like, this is great. And then they did like like several months go by and they did it again. But this time they did Too Fast, Too Furious right after it. And I was like, wow, there's something to these, these car movies. My goodness, this is a, <laughs> this is a, a ripping good time, isn't it? And um, from then on out, I just, I, I was very aware of everyone around me making fun of them about how stupid they were. But I was, I was looking at it like, yeah, but that's the point. It's not meant, it's not meant to be anything other than just having a good time. And I liken the Fast and the Furious movies to the movie Cats. Mm. Okay. Come with me on this journey. If you sit down and watch Cats, it's a, it is an absurd premise. Okay. We know this. If you give yourself over completely to the audacity of the premise and just don't question it, it becomes perfect. Okay. Cinema. Cats is a blast. Cats is absolutely a blast. (laughs) I agree. It's a religious experience and no one will ever convince me otherwise. I I watched Cats on an airplane, by the way, which is like great (laughs) because you know there's like eight people behind you that are like, why the, what the hell is going on up there? What is he watching? It's beautiful. Chad, I think you hit on something that is uh, integral to our show is uh, just give yourself over to the movie. Don't try not to judge, just give yourself over to it. And with that, you really have to give yourself over a lot to the fate of the furious. Can uh, I say personally? (laughs) Yes. Can I say one more thing that is a very Chad statement? Yes. My favorite musical adaptation of Cinderella is called The Slipper and the Rose. And Mm -hmm. the fairy godmother in that version is very jaded and very practical. She's sick of being a fairy godmother. And she's found this like golden, you know, child in the form of Cinderella. It's a whole thing. But there's a moment after all the transformations happen where Cinderella is like, this doesn't make any sense. And the fairy godmother says, you're not meant to understand it. You're meant to accept it graciously. Mm. The Fast and the Furious franchise. (laughs) (laughs) accept it gracefully accept it graciously yep you're not meant to understand it just accept it and just 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 enjoy yourself incredible okay the fate of the furious what do we think everyone 
let's let's do some first impressions. What do we got going on? The other thing I did for this one was I wrote because you always ask this, and I have to scan all my notes for my general thoughts. Uh-huh. I wrote down everything at the top. I've got a little a little blurb. I wrote do down uh, that it's a full spy caper action now. They've kind of played around with, their, with the genre, tried to figure out what they are, and I think they're like fully into like car based spy caper action. Um, I I like the villain. I don't really get why she's doing any of the evil shit. I think she especially coming one off line. of yeah, one exactly. Line. She kind of explains it later where she's like, "I want accountability," and you're like what and coming off of like jason statham's like revenge fueled because like even if it was silly you got why statham was doing what he was doing yeah um there's much more cgi in this one the cinematography generally is like much darker um i was having a little trouble seeing a few things um i thought there was too much macho shit in it largely coming from jason and Dwayne, but it kind of resolved nicely but like it, it I could feel them like pushing against the bounds of this movie. And it makes a lot of sense that they were like, all right, you two just get a fucking room. Like you get your own spinoff. Please go yeah. over there. Please go um, away. Yeah. Uh, they definitely fridged Elena and yeah, the, the <laughs> fights were slightly less crisp than sevens. Like the, you know, the fights were good, but there's a couple times where like people would get like, slammed the same way and the camera would turn very seven like and then the person would hit the ground and they just like forgot to add the sound effect of them hitting the ground with a satisfying crunch it was like yeah it just didn't really like i don't know it it felt slightly more flaccid compared to the seventh in terms of um the bad guy Charlize theron who plays Mm -hmm. cypher Um, yeah, she has one line and she says what her motivation is. And the reason why I think they don't explore it more for me personally is I think maybe the majority of the people would be like, yeah, these fuckers do need to be held accountable. (laughs) People are fucking the planet up. And she only says like a little bit. And I'm curious if like there was more of her like, uh, monologue that was just a little too relatable and people were like, all right. But I I want that. I want relatable. I need something more because literally the whole movie, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is she she, doing? She's like, she's also about like giving into your instinct and like giving up your ideas of society. Like that's what she's basically trying to convince Dom to do. Like just be your quarter mile self. Yeah, Yeah. family (laughs) stuff. I I love the moment where she's like, I am the crocodile at the water's edge, and it's just no you. I, I I think if you're going to create a villain who is even a modicum of relatable, run with it. Like, make me root for the villain. Make me like what they're doing because I enjoy the confliction. Um, yeah. And piggybacking off of what Henry said about the the surplus of macho-ness in this movie, um, there, there's I, – I, I, I'm a red-blooded American male, and I um, – <laughs> As he pours tea into a teacup. I just, I, I the, the the one scene in particular where I couldn't help but just audibly roll my eyes was when Dwayne the Rock Johnson is punching a cement wall rapidly. Yes, when they're that in their awesome. cells, just barking at each other, both locked up, and you, it just keeps going. And, and you know going. the yeah. the best part about that scene is if you watch, the wall is moving because it's padded. It's not cement. Yeah. 
you're not that macho yeah. and, it, like, and it's out of the shot like they're not even cgiing him like oh the uh was that the raid 2 where there's the guy in prison and it's it's got to be visual effects but they show him punching the wall of his cell very similarly mm-hmm. and you see his bloody knuckles and you see the like the wall chipping and breaking and, and flaking off and it's so close to like what happens in this that the fact that they didn't show the actual wall and like his hands are fine it's just i don't know it but yeah but i will add that as far as far as the two of them go i have more respect for statham than i do for the rock because 100%. he he spends the whole movie chirping at the rock but he never like the Rock is constantly lifting something heavy or ripping something apart or punching, blah, blah, blah. And Statham is so completely self-contained within like mm-hmm. his own confidence with himself. He doesn't do anything performative. It's all yeah. chirping, which is delightful. And it just makes The Rock look that much more like a dweeb. And he spends the whole movie <laughs> making threats, too. And you're like, all right, are you going to you gonna do anything or... Oh, I just was I was just going to add that Statham's uh, insults toward The Rock are also not homophobic, whereas many of the things that The Rock says are deliberately homophobic. And I, I, yeah. I wonder if that's an intentional thing on the part of the scriptwriters, because the, Statham never, ever calls him Nancy or Princess uh, or he calls him Twinkle Toes a couple of times. Oh, he does. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, then I've lost all credibility, <laughs> but it's but it's less. Get out of here. It's definitely a bit here. less. <laughs> I just wasn't as I didn't expect to hate The Rock in this as much as I did. When I was watching it, I whenever it was The Rock and Statham, I was clamoring to get back to to evil Vin. I was just like, I just want Vin. Like I I'm so done with The Rock and his daughter and the stupid soccer thing. And I was just like, I and I don't know what changed. I can't tell if like Seven was so good. And it hit all the marks, and then this one, I, it, I don't know. I well, can't I mean, tell. He's hardly in seven. He's in exactly. that opening yeah. scene with Jason Statham, and, and then he's the part of it is like end. he is like the franchise booster. Like they realize they made a lot more money once they put him in, once they put Statham in, and they put just the right amount of him in seven. And then I think someone was like, you know, it'll really boost the numbers is if we really bring him on back. And it's very so, like. Very rock, especially like very rock. Um, it's like like the what? soccer scene specifically is very twenty teens. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like has Hollywood in a headlock humor. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all like it's it's funny enough that everyone's gonna laugh, but it also is super predictable and it's very just on brand for him, which feels kind of right. disingenuous at this point. Yeah. Yes, man. The formula. This movie would have been in development when The Rock won Sexiest Man of the Year 2016. No. So that might well, have that, been part of it, that too. He really, was, he that was nails it down. There it is. Blowing up in popularity. He was the sexiest man on the Sweatiest planet. Sweatiest man on the planet. So I... According to some magazines. I, I made a note, actually, regarding that scene. I wrote formulaic masculinative flaunting. Where he's like, yeah. like yeah. I'm so big and muscular coaching a, a, a little girl's soccer team. We're getting manis and petties. And I'm like, this is not funny. You're you're going for juxtaposition and it's not working. Yeah. Like it's going for yeah. like the the pacifier vibes, like every action hero or the tooth fairy. It's you know, Love it's the, the same thing. It's like Yeah. Which nothing it's, against it, but it is that it is the kind of tired thing of 
like literally when they cut to him and it has just the coordinates instead of the location and I'm like okay and it's just his face and he's giving like the the pre-mission speech and I literally like, wrote oh, in my I notes I wrote he's coaching soccer yeah and then yeah. they cut to the team and I just wrote yep it's- and and it works it's funny but it works like the same way like I don't it's know. not the right tone. The Rock, in my opinion, in these movies is a virus, and it, I in the eighth one, the virus takes over too much. His Rock humor comes too much. Well, because he's not part of the family. That's the weird thing that I was noticing. I'm sorry. He's not like he's not invited to the fucking barbecue, as far as I remember. Like he he was like the guy who came in with the missions. But now we've yeah. got Kurt Russell. Now we've got other people coming in with the missions and doing that. So what is, like, he's this auxiliary character that's, it feels like there to boost numbers. And it's nice when he shows up and fires a minigun for a while and, like, that's breaks it. a cast. And that's cool. But well, it does I mean, feel kind of like, I don't know. In theater, we, we call what he's doing mugging, where he's oh, yeah. not the center of the scene, but he makes himself the center of the, the scene. You know, yeah. he's... he's yeah. He's there to make sure that everyone knows he is there. And that's, you know, and Kurt Russell, oh God, bless him for being in this. I adore him. Everything about so him. Good. I want, I want the team up with him and Dame Helen Mirren. That's what I want. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, okay. I just yeah. want to talk about The Rock. Uh, Matt, you may know a little bit more about this, but The Rock and Vin Diesel had a bit of a beef during this movie. There were some tensions because we're talking about The Rock's, uh, supposedly massive ego uh can you give us some some background on that matt um yeah i think they just uh they do not vibe is the easiest way to put it (laughs) (laughs) um apparently on set there was just a lot of like clashing of their personalities and uh uh vin diesel has like a lot of control over this franchise now and so he like cut a lot of the rocks scenes and like pulled their post-credit scene yeah Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, he cut down <laughs> on The Rock's role there in this, which, like, imagine so what that more. cut would have been like. Yeah. With, oh. if, if he didn't do that, it would have just been way too much. Um, it's horrifying. also, like, pushed a ton against them getting a spinoff movie. Mm. He didn't think that should happen at all. It's definitely, like, a battle of egos, and I understand that it's kind of dumb, and I've heard that Vin might be kind of an asshole, uh, but... I'm definitely on Team Vin in this time. I think he knows what's best for the franchise, and The Rock is like a virus coming in trying to like hijack the thing. It feels weird. Yeah, I think I, he's uh, fighting for the right goal. Like, cut him down. Like, just, just. I don't know if his reasons are, are for the, the right reasons, reasons. <laughs> but I'm like, we, we've got the same goal here. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll stand with you for that. I have friends yes. that worked on it and can confirm that Vin is apparently just an absolute ass wagon. But then again, so is The Rock. <laughs> Um, we have a friend that we went to college with whose name I won't name who does stunts uh, and they worked on um, I can't say the name of the movie but they worked on a movie with Vin, uh, with with the rock and he's just like atrocious like if you're not a producer or talent he will treat you like garbage like you are beneath him and uh, I get that vibe yeah and apparently there were days where they he would hold up a, a scene for an hour or two hours because he really needed to get a workout in. And so he would he would go to the workout equipment that production pays to cart everywhere they go. Like there are guys paid to set up gyms everywhere they go so that if he wants to go work out, he can. 
and like they would be sitting around waiting to do a scene and there were days where they wouldn't even get the shots they needed because he was too busy working out i find that weird because part of this whole beef is that the rock accused vin diesel of being unprofessional and like sitting in his trailer for hours and not being able to shoot or whatever um and what he did is he went to social media the rock did and basically Ugh. called vin diesel a candy ass or like some yeah bullshit. all of the the language that he uses in the film that Ugh. just makes you cringe is in that it was an instagram post it's Ugh. in it it's it's, it's because it's, it's in his vernacular like that's just how he speaks and it's like why do you think that's acceptable but it's also you could make a, a maybe a um a case that this was just a marketing ploy because I was going to ask of, how much of yeah. it was that because, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it boosts numbers. It gets people talking about it. It is kind of this clash of the egos. But this guy came from pro wrestling where fake beef is the currency, the right? Yeah. And it and it brings in numbers and people love that shit. Like people love the drama. And that's one of the things where it's like I, I don't know if you ever know really what somebody is like. And it is helpful to know like – if you know people who have worked with these different people, how they it's like when you go out to eat with someone still hearsay though. If if they're a if they're a dick to the server, you're like, Oh, that's the kind of person you are. Like it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's probably a little bit of both, honestly. Like it's probably savvy marketing mixed with just there yeah, was a little clash of the beef. egos going on. Yeah. Um okay. So yeah. let's talk about Cuba. Cuba. And Love it. This opening scene in Cuba. Okay. <laughs> I legitimately thought those giant letters, I wrote, I made a note. I thought that was just in the water in Cuba. I thought that was just you, a thing that. You are my mother. We. I, okay. They started doing this thing the last season of uh, MotoGP, which is motorcycle racing, like top tier. And they started putting in like digital billboards and different things like that. And they're doing a really good job, but. <laughs> My mom's going to kill me for mentioning this. At one point, very early on, when we didn't realize it was a new technology, she was like, how did they – that that sign is huge. And to be fair, we were all thinking that, but she said it out loud. And then yeah. another one came up, and it became more clear that like it was superimposed or like it, it appeared on screen. And it became the joke that anytime something came up, my dad would turn and be like, how – how did they build that? Oh, <laughs> it's incredibly so mean. mean. Um, <laughs> but I absolutely hear you there. I, I like the titles. I think it's it's kind yeah. of like the same thing Marvel was doing where each new film, they were trying out a fun new way to superimpose titles. And like mm-hmm. even the credits kind of do the uh, subtitle thing they used to do. The subtitles in this are back to normal. Yeah, I, as much as I shat on them for this whole I'm series, I'm telling you, they were fun. I'm bummed. Yeah. They were fun. Once, once they're gone, you're like, wait a minute. I want yeah. those little things zipping in and out in random directions. I need that. It's a beautiful it's, thing. It's this series version of like George Lucas's wipes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Once it's I gone, you're like, ah, oh, damn it. That, I think the most like Fast and Furious that this movie feels is this opening scene in Cuba. And even then, Cuba's it feels good. a little off. It, feel, it, it still feel a feels little a little off. off. I love it though. Like the race might be, might be one of my favorite race scenes in the whole thing. I love the motorcycle escort where they're like stopping traffic cool. because they never really address that in the other movies except for like they telling the pizza cars. guy to fuck off. 
um, (laughs) them working on car shit and like him talking even briefly about engines and like, this is an old trick we used to pull and like you yank the tube and doing all that and like taking off weight. It's fucking cool. And I, I missed that more than I thought I did. So the, the uh, motorcycle escort made me very, very happy because it reminded me, I don't know if any of you watched the, the sequel to fantastic beasts and where to find them, which as a movie is just a terrible movie, but it has some really interesting. Garbage. Yeah. But there's this <laughs> chase sequence at the beginning that's done in midair. It's a carriage being pulled through the air by Thestrals and it's got a, like a military wizard escort that are on broomsticks following it. And they developed this completely new technology to film that sequence because they didn't want to do the broom flight like the, the, the way they had done it before. And it, as I was watching this, I it, I meant to stop. I haven't done it yet, but I meant to look it up and see, like, did anyone who worked on this also work on that? Because they're very, like, some of the shots are even similar of, like, the main vehicle that you're following going one direction, and then here come the, the two escort, and they go another. And, you know, I really enjoyed the the escort quite a bit. Yeah, the escort's were rat. The um, flip into reverse, the car on fire. Oh, I, um, I love before they race, though, Dom says the thing that Matt has been talking about this whole fucking franchise. He says the only thing that matters is who's behind the wheel. And it, yeah. it has nothing to do with the car at <laughs> all. Like, Vin knows, or uh, Dom knows how to wheelie a car. And he knows how to win a race with a car that's on fire driving backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the machine. It's about the talent. It's a skill that he has. He could have wheelied that thing if he wanted. I guarantee it. He really I made could. a note. I made a note where I wrote uh, when, the, when the car showed up. I was like, will this car evolve? Because the first place that my brain went was, <laughs> oh, the car is going to be really shitty at the beginning of the movie, but then it'll evolve and be part of the story and then at the end it'll be the car that saves the day and then it bursts into flames and goes into the ocean and i was just like (laughs) (laughs) well well and i love the the jovial like just totally joyous tone of the crowd where vin vin's like inferno of a car nearly kills a crowd of people and like flies 50 feet in the air and explodes into the ocean and everyone's like (laughs) justifiably i mean once no one's hurt they're like that was the coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> and then like 10 children swarm him yeah I love there were that children moment. they were the first yeah. ones <laughs> and to he get picks to up him the, he picks up the kid and he looks back and is just like what can i say yeah what can i <laughs> say they love really fucking cool. so glad no one got hurt <laughs> i made a note too i said why are all the extras looking at the camera because there's a lot of extras in the background that are just like Staring at us. If I was one of those extras and I saw a, a flaming car go off of the ledge, I would be caught again with the jaw to the fucking floor, eyes wide, yeah. just like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, that that opening sequence in Cuba is a real highlight of this movie. I think it, it might really be the is. highest. I, yeah. I think so too. Fight. After watching it again, I thought maybe like other parts of this movie were going to stand out more. And I don't think, honestly, like it's still a blast. It's still fun to watch. A lot of good action. You still get a lot of the Fast and Furious stuff. Um, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely a very comic booky choice to have uh, Vin go like Dark Vin. Um, Yo, I love. 
Bad Vin. I think Bad Ooh. Vin is awesome. That it's was like one of the, the parts Spider-Man of the movie. Spider-Man like, Three of the uh, of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. The when only... he shows up with that saw, dude. Oh like my weird, god! Total costume change. Yeah, shield. like not what he was wearing in the car right before that. Shows up with like tactical gear. The biggest oh. saw I've ever seen in my life. Like he's gonna Crazy. chop down a redwood. Oh man! It, but my 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 friend who's modeling the Edward costume was standing next to me not two hours ago when that scene happened when I was doing my rewatch, and he looks over at a guy standing on a mountain of cars with a shield and it, and he just goes, "Is this Captain America?" But he's he said it because that's it. what it looks like. You know? Yeah, what? I it think... looks like one of the bad guys from that. In uh oh, what the fuck was it? Um. Oh, Civil War, I think. There's the guy yeah. that gets, like, burnt horribly, and then he, like, shows up, and it's, like, a sly reference to something, and he's got the mask, and he gets blown up or something. I don't know, and it does a thing. Yeah, But I it does this, look like that. It has it's I, that, it's that face mask. I think superhero movies rubbed off on this one just a little bit. Oh, I, yeah. Especially with that crazy oh, yeah. Saw thing. And um, my only thing with Bad Vin, uh, I love this... The only part of this moment that I love, the first scene between him and and Cypher, Charlize Theron, he's walking around with a bag with one baguette and a single rose. <laughs> and I was <laughs> That's how you knew he went shopping. <laughs> I loved it so much. Cause I imagined like the props handler, the set dressers or whatever just being like, Let's put a baguette in this bag and a single rose. How cute they want us to think that that guy eats bread. (laughs) Yeah. But then he runs into into Cypher, and the moment Cypher literally just tells everyone the plot, I was like, oh, this sucks. This would have been way more fun if we didn't know why Vin was doing anything, and we just thought he was a bad guy. The whole first half of the movie would have been awesome. Well, there was a little bit of that. Man. Like, it worked for me that she shows him something, and for a hot second, you just don't know. And I dug that. Like, it was a little bit yeah. of that. You, But you wanted Dom to just, out of nowhere, on the job, yes. take out the rock, and then all of a you sudden, oh, my God. You take out that scene, you do the job, and then you're like, what? Dom just That's fucked. true, though. That this... would have been so much more... Damn. This okay. should have been Letty's movie. Yes. <laughs> this should have yes. been from Letty's perspective where everyone's like, I can't believe Dom did this. And she's like, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe he's just bad. There's and she no finds way. out. Well, because yeah. they talked about like, he's like, you guys never gave up on me. And like the rock and Letty exchange just looked like the rock was going to shoot him. And it, <laughs> yeah. it, it made me think <laughs> retroactively. So ready to kill this guy. I was like, yeah, they really could have played up the Letty angle where she really did believe in him. And she was like, when the rock's like, I don't like saying this, but. I'll fucking shoot him if I have to. And then she's like, well, you'll have to fucking shoot me too. And then they like smile at each other like it's a fun thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cool, di- like the dynamic of Letty be- literally being ride or die for him, even though he's clearly, you know, they don't even know Got why he's doing all this stuff. That's yeah. cool. And you're right. I don't think they focused on that as much as they could have. The whole, so hey, cool. let's murder and dismember, but it's okay because we're smiling at the end of this. They do that also with Statham and The Rock where they're they're in each other's face and they're just like, well, as soon as this is over, I'm going to rip you to shreds and I'm going to kick your teeth so far down your mouth you'll have really to shove giggle. it. To-. And then they're both like, ah! like, like they feel all cheesy for a moment. Like, oh, mm, kind of we're, we're flirting. Kind of I am having a little bit of trouble it's it's such a specific thing, but was it the seventh one 
and it opens with Statham at the hospital and he's clearly like just destroyed this place killed Mm -hmm. dozens of people and it's one thing like there's there is that dynamic in movies where you know security guards and dudes with guns and like like armed personnel who are just employees are they're cannon fodder but there's the moment where statham pulls a grenade off of a corpse pulls the pin hands it to a cop that he kicks into a nurse's kiosk with two (laughs) unarmed nurses and the grenade explodes murdering all three of them and it just stuck in my head and i was like that that's also, a little hard to this come is back. The guy from. who killed Han. Yeah, it's and it's the guy that's who killed all Han. I need. Like, I can't get it's that. It's a lot. It's a lot. I can't. For me, that's with the Rock. I can't get the Rock murdering that helpless man in the fifth one out of my head. <laughs> yeah, and which like seriously, I, that is I, so I, hard. It is. To just, so, when it, yeah. he's at the soccer thing and it's like, oh, he's coaching his girls. I was literally audibly like, this man is a war criminal. <laughs> this man is a war criminal. He is not a fun guy teaching his kids how to play soccer. Well, I, I love that he goes he goes to jail over uh, the EMP mishap, which like also D- pull some strings. Uh, like that seemed like a stretch that he got put in prison over the failure of like they always say that in movies where they're like, if you fail, you'll be disavowed and imprisoned, and there's nothing we can do about it. But like they don't actually mean it. Like. You know, okay, but like, boys, it was so boys, lame when Chad, it's like, Chad, well, you yes. failed. Put him in the jumpsuit. But, 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 Dame Judy Dench is the leader of a tribe of anthropomorphic cats. Okay. Well, look. Which look, means, yes, which I, means, I, no, look, no, no, wait, I get it. wait, 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 which means if the movie says, hey, he's a good guy now, he's a good guy no, now. True. That's is, how the movies work. The, I yes. get it. No, I get Absolutely. it. I'm just. I'm just bringing this up for entertainment's sake. Because you're right. Well, it's movie to movie amnesia. You know, like the slate does get wiped clean in between movies. That's why every single villain has come back as an ally. Would not be shocked if in the next one, Charlize Theron comes in and is like, hello, boys. Sorry, no, because it's this, because it's her performance. It'd be, hello, boys. I hope she comes back. I I will say, having seen Hobbs and Shaw, which are you guys going to do that one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So no spoilers really, but based on the events, based on the events of Hobbs and Shaw, it would not surprise me in the slightest if there's another big bad out there somewhere who's worse than her. Escalating. Yeah. Yeah. That forces her to work with them. But I, I I have another in that same. You guys remember when Braga was the big bad? Remember when like the cartel guy in Mexico was like behind everything? And then it no. turns out, just kidding, Jason Statham's younger brother's behind everything. Just kidding, Jason gonna, Statham's behind everything. You're gonna go everything. and you're gonna take your just brother. Just kidding. <laughs> you're taking your brother, all right? You're gonna go. You're gonna take your brother. The thing I really, I realized this time around, actually, is when uh, Mister, not Mister Nobody, whoever the fuck the the FCIA war criminal guy who comes up to the Rock and is like, "Here's your mission. Like it's off the books." He's like, I'm going to oh, call yeah. the team. Oh, yeah. What? I realize that they are this whole team. We got another giving you the mission guy that they never come back to. Well, th- that's a different organization. But this I whole know, team, but why even put it? Mm. They are uh, like uh, imperialist capitalist mercenaries. That's all that they do now yeah. is do like undercover like 
mm-hmm. fucked up war crimes in places Dude, they're not supposed to that's be. That's why I got so excited for that short film that was before, yeah, was that four or whatever? The before fi- the, the fifth, fifth one. one. Yeah, so like the short film leading into the tanker heist where they were essentially like Robin Hood in a Dominican Republic stealing yeah. fuel for like the people. That felt so right. And then yes. they pivoted away from that into exactly what you're saying, where they become like the family world police, where they're, you know, they're saving the world, but they're they're doing it by working with the U.S. military. And it like it and doesn't like, the huge feel... army uh, product placement. This movie feels like more propaganda than any of the other ones for some reason. And I can't yeah. get it out of my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fun, though. It's a good time. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> and it's all fun. And like all of this is like we're nitpicking and like I always try to avoid being kind of cinema sinzy, but it is all love. Like this is all fun. Yeah. It's we're a not fun, like it's a fun yeah. movie. It's a fun series. It's great. And it's hilarious how I mean, honestly, like the magic trick they're able to pull going from movie to movie and just rewriting the rules every single time Don's is got incredible. A and yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like Dom's got a cousin. Um, I I tried not to listen to or watch the trailer for the next one, but it happened. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it. Dom has another family member. Dom has another family. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like it, and it's I love that. It's very comic book. It's very arguably it's it's like almost more comic booky than the comic book movies currently coming out. Where totally, they'll just like a new thing will come out and they're just up the ante and they'll be like, you thought that guy was bad. And it's, it's good because it's silly. Yeah. It's good because it's silly. Like, because you can always pull the card of like, cause it's fast and furious. You know, you can always shrug with a smile. Cause so far it still all feels good. Like this was a bit of a step backwards, but I feel like when Spectre came out with like the new James Bonds's, and they were getting even better, like Casino Royale, you know, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall was like, ah! and then Spectre came out and they kind of jumped the shark a bit, which is weird because it's James Bond and it should be silly. And it felt like a step backward, but because it's more serious, it was like more of a serious sin. And with this, it's like, at least there was some still cool car shit, you know? <laughs> at least you got cars. Scott Eastwood. Oh yeah. my god, I hate this guy <laughs> so boy. fucking much, dude. Just hanging out. Oh. Is dude, he a he part of the crew now? Crawl, man. Is he like Okay, can I can I just read you the note that I made when I when please. I Please. Yes, please. please. I just wrote, "Oh, great. Who's this little shit?" Because <laughs> Yeah. He serves no purpose whatsoever. And when when they introduced him, I thought, "Oh no, Kurt Russell's going to die." And then this will be no. the next replacement, and then Kurt Russell doesn't die, and you're left sort of wondering, what is the point of this thing? Then, then why did we not get to hang out with Kurt Russell? Like, was there a scheduling conflict? And Kurt's like, guys, I I can only do three scenes, so you're going to have to I find like somebody his, else. His only purpose for being there is to give Roman someone to make fun of. <laughs> like, Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah, He's the punching bag. He's literally just I... a, a weird, handsome, scary punching bag. I think this is Rome's best movie actually rome I, just keeps getting better apart from he's the on shines. fire he's on fire <laughs> literally other than oh, i had it written down he's got one questionable other, thing that he says other than them always having to comment on the female characters oh. appearances in every fucking movie 
yeah. it just keeps getting better and better. And then they'll take like the one, the obligatory one step back. And I'll be like, guys, yeah. you, you, the acting's getting better. <laughs> the jokes are getting funnier. The timing yeah. is like nailing it. He's on it. And did you also then, notice, did you also notice that he never eats in this movie? Oh, he doesn't. He talks about it, but he never actually gets around to doing it. Like, I think this is the first mm. movie that we see him in where he's not just like carrying Han's torch and downing Munching. like munchies. Yeah, that's true. He, well, yeah, because he, he picked up that that trait after Han left for a hot second. There's also some uh, Tyrese Gibson beef with The Rock also that I learned about. Oh, I did not know about this. And Tyrese kind of... Uh, was on team Vin where Tyrese kind of went on social media and was given the rock a lot of shit for trying to get his own franchise. And he was kind of like ragging on him for like not being a part of the family. And I was kind of like, I mean, he said later he was like, I was in a crazy state of mind. Like, sorry, I said those things or whatever. Well, cause he, but... he fucked with Hollywood royalty. Of course he got to apologize. Yeah. yeah straight up. But um, I think he gets a bigger role in this one. I feel like he's kind of uh, I don't I don't know. I just well, and they're they're continuing the joke of him having like the crazy ideas that they end up actually going with, which I like. Like they're they they keep building that out. Like Tej is very solidified as tech guy. He's chill. You know yeah. they've they figured out their whole <laughs> redundant face and mouth thing, and now Romy is actually that. Um, mm-hmm. Ramsey is still in the football. passenger seat of Tej's car. Still a goes. football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ramsey's less of a football, but still, yeah, just kind of being trotted around, which is unfortunate because I like her. Oh, um, I think it's worse than this one. Because she literally yeah. does nothing. Yeah, she's got nothing to do. She types on some keyboards and. Uh, but she doesn't even do it on her own. Like. No, Tej is right there with Tej. her. Ludacris is right there. Well, oh, that's funny. So since they added Ramsey, instead of doing like the face and mouth redundant thing with Han and uh, Rome, now they just have redundant tech people. Yeah. And Tej is supposed babble. to be like the car guy, but he doesn't do any car stuff in this like he did in the seventh. And he still does computer stuff. And she's there also doing computer stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit. Mm. It's it's really, really wild. Um. Also, Roman just murders like four guys at, like towards the end of this one, which always which sits weird with me. Does it's, he? It was it was yeah, badass, the... but it's sad. Well, they gave him the the same moment Tej got in the skyscraper oh, where he like yeah. takes down that guy, and it's like a cool moment for the funny guy. That that's what that is. It's it's just mm-hmm. giving the funny guy a cool moment in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he just shoots him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks kind of cool. cool. He like bop bop bop. Like he does the yeah true um i have so many notes about the rock i hate this um <laughs> I, okay. like like yeah. that the, what the the mugging thing you said earlier i think it's emphasized like that is completely in this line where he just goes he says to no one rubber bullets big mistake like Kind of to the camera, like he might as well have looked right in the camera and like flashed his like Dwayne the Rock Johnson smile while he I said felt, it. Yeah, I have. I don't this know theory, if it was a bad line, bad line delivery. I don't know. I have this theory that the Rock lives his day to day life as though he's constantly on camera, and that yes, yeah, and that I a lot of these, believe that 
And I like to think that these things that he does are not necessarily part of the script. He just sort of announces, I feel like I need to say something in this moment because the audience needs to know that I'm not bulletproof and then I'm going to show them how I'm bulletproof. And it was also weird because like they showed people getting shot with the rubber bullets for several minutes before he says that it's not like the guy showed up with the red shotguns and you're like oh shit and they shoot him yeah. and he's like ah rubber bullets and the, and the audience goes oh rad rubber bullets rubber bullets we've <laughs> seen like seven guys get hit with them and be like ah and you're like okay they're rubber bullets like it's not no yeah. one's getting their head blown off i will also it was weird it was so weird I also will interrupt Dylan again. Um, Please. Uh, my dad was a prison guard for a huge chunk of my life. And I'll tell you that if that d- degree of chaos was breaking out in a prison, they would not be using rubber bullets. They would literally, yeah. they literally wouldn't even, and they, it, it, there's that scene made me giggle because I called my dad and was like, dad, if there was a riot, like if all the gates opened, what would happen? And his response was they would vacate. Like the yeah. guards would just leave. They're not going to go in there and fight yeah. that. They would just leave. The energy Rumble. in that prison is fucking like uh, juiced. Like, you know, when you go in movies <laughs> in prison, you're like, there's one guy who's like, I'm going to fuck you. Like, there's one of those guys. That's like every guy in this prison. Like, when he walks in there, everyone's like, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. Like, times a thousand and i was just like this is too much this is too much i will say though fake I do, prison stuff i do appreciate mr nobody's whole plan of just okay my turn i'll get him out and his whole scheme is just open all the doors yeah yeah and he'll like, be fine <laughs> there's dozens of witnesses there not including the prisoners and the guards there's like a bunch of agents from mr nobody's like secret organization and yes, Jason Statham and The Rock get out technically, but then they literally get an escort from Mr. Nobody. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was such a side mission. You know what and, I mean? Like, they could have yeah. cut to the meeting where The Rock is there, and then all of a sudden, Jason Statham walks through the door out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, I thought he was in jail. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. just had to have this extra thing. Also, there's um a really good video essay. I can't remember the specific topic, but it talked a lot about prison scenes and movies. And this one wasn't actually one of the worst offenders, but talking about the way prisons depicted and like men in movies and masculinity, a couple other things. And like, I don't know what my point was. It it did feel bad. It felt, it felt funky. And it just reminded me of that. I wish I had something smarter to say about it, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember what that was. In terms of The Rock's performance, uh, whenever he's on screen, and a lot of this movie, I feel pandered to, and I think that's why I was like grasping for more Vin, because when Rock said, The Rock says stuff, like you said, it, it's kind of got this wink. He's like, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing. But when Vin says it, he's like, I am Dominic Toretto, and I am in this movie right now, and I am playing it real. And, like, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here for the cutesy, like, ooh, look, I just punched that guy. Like, I'm not here Vin, for that. <laughs> Vin is treating it as if he's he's Michael Caine in Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol. He's treating <laughs> exactly. it like it's, it's Shakespeare. It's real. He's taking yes. it completely seriously. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why The Rock, as a permanent addition to the cast, doesn't work. Because The Rock has never taken anything seriously in his life ever. Well, he's he got his own to. brand of it's it's like the uh, the Marvel bathos where 
they feel the yeah. need to undercut every poignant Everything. moment or every emotional beat with snark or humor like not every single beat but it's a problem that persists throughout their entire sort of oeuvre their fucking shit they just they have to like undercut themselves and the rock has his own personal brand version of that that cuts through everything whether it's san andreas jumanji like you name the property he's the rock in it you know what i mean i'm sure I'm sure it's very fun, and I do think it works, and there's something to it, and people love him, and there's a reason he makes billions of dollars in movies, but it doesn't work in this because he's his own show, and it's like Mm -hmm. there's already something going on, and the reason this works is people are committing to it. I don't know. Yeah, Jason Statham's committing in a way that The Rock isn't. Mm-hmm. Well, and you hit the nail on the head that it works because everyone's taking it seriously. So when you bring in the cog that's not working with the other ones, it it doesn't completely derail it because at the end of the day, there are those people who are watching it just for him, which is fine. I'm not one of them. But you're right. It, part of what makes it work is if everyone takes it seriously, they can do all the bizarre shit they want and we'll go with it. But like the second it becomes cheeky it shatters the perception of reality where you you fully accept it. Breaks I was telling Dylan, yeah, I was telling Dylan that I have a fan theory that these movies are set within the same universe as the Pirates of the Caribbean films, because oh, yeah. there are moments where <laughs> whoa, yes, please, please, okay. please give it. So <laughs> they they do the Pirates movies do this thing where the first movie had an element of magic but it wasn't the whole movie you had you had a a really good set of mystery you had a good you had all these different levels that worked then the second and third they took that little bit of magic and they ramped it up and they used it as an excuse to pad everything they wanted to do so the percentage shifted exactly a pirate movie with magic and then it became a magic movie with pirates pirates. pirates so then you watch the you watch Watch Fast 7 or Fast 8, The Fate of the Furious, then go back and watch the first one because I was clamoring for the first one. There there are moments in the first one where someone gets gets injured and they react, but they still survive it. You then progress from that to Vin Diesel getting shot and not even flinching. Yeah. And then, oh, the bullet's not in there. So he flexed it out. Like it's, it's this whole, <laughs> so then, then there's, there also the pirate movies treat ships the same way the fast, sh- the fast films treat cars where it's not going to break until it suits the plot to do so. And up until that moment, it can do whatever we want it to do. Car magic. Yeah. As car magic now the the argument could also be made that this is incredibly trite and all i'm doing is describing movies but but there's a similarity there that i've yeah i've noticed as well and it 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 honestly plays into like our policy of like yeah like approach the film on its terms there's a reason things break when they do like these cars Mm -hmm. can go through hell and back and it is most dramatic when they blow up and the character dives out of it right before it blows up. Like it all makes sense in that context, but the percentage of the time that they rely on that does massively get ratcheted up towards the end of the series. Yeah. And I mean, you you can realistically, the rock embodies it a lot of the time. It's a realistic thing. It's real. That's real. he, He wheelies the car on the tundra. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. his signature move, man. That's it's the his move. 
Donald Trump move. Okay. Also, also, he, I want to know. I want to know. It off of a mountain. I want to know. <laughs> I want spying. the. De- I want the deleted scene with Charlize Theron where she's like, "You're gonna go into the Russian-controlled blah de blah and bring me the such and such," and he's like, "Only if it's a muscle car. Only if it's this precise." Yeah. The same yeah. make and model, but armored. Because we're, it's like, why does the car become his signature if she's outfitting him? She wouldn't have given him that. I actually think that that's a great point because usually in these movies, like in the fourth one, Brian works for the FBI and they're like, well, Brian, you're going in. And he's like, oh shit, yeah, I get to pick my car. So like, <laughs> I think that's a good point. I actually think that should have happened where Brian's like, only doing American muscle. I'm not driving any of your bullshit cars. <laughs> and she's like, they, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, they kind of trapped themselves in that plane thing. Is it the car that he had during the job? I think so. Towards the beginning, though? Maybe that's it. I think that's what it is, yeah. But but where... Because he did drive like, it on the They just plane. kept outfitting the one car, is what you're saying? Like, they yeah, just kept but, changing yeah. it? But where is it? Because then at the end, when, when the Shaw brothers, or as I wrote it, Shaw brothers go... Um, when they fly into the back of the plane, there's not enough room there to house a car. So how did it get there? Well, well they ride it in. He rides it in. Uh, that's how he gets away from Berlin is he drives into he the does. back of the car. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, did he drive it to Russia? No. Oh, oh he did drive it into the back of the Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm just yeah. – so. Well, I've lost all credibility. But it's not a workshop. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a place yeah. that you can fab an entire car and add bulletproof gas and a big flamey thing. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, not to pick it apart too much, but, um, but they really which, did limit it by but being, that would like, have been fun, on though. a plane. Speaking yeah, of which. To, to play the, like, oh, you've got the, the, the um, you know, the playhouse, the whatever, like, you, you make your dream car here so, kind of thing that yes. Mr. Nobody's been doing, but do it as a villain. Have you ever seen, yeah. have you guys seen Wild Wild West? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I love yeah. Wild Wild we're, West. We're all big Wild Wild West. Same. I have, I have, <laughs> Which is a controversial opinion, apparently. Yes, I have whole portions. <laughs> I have whole portions of the script committed to memory. Well, one of the biggest... Uh, one of Whenever people start complaining about that movie, one thing they complain about is that at the end, spoiler, um, Kevin Klein's character, Artemis Gordon, builds a flying contraption in the middle of the desert, and they're like... Uh, where did he get the tools? Yada yada yada. If you pay, Who the fuck cares? well, but here's the thing: <laughs> if you pay really close attention to the train, there are multiple, multiple scenes, particularly the one where they've got the head that he, you know, he turns it upside yeah. down. In the background, there's an entire workshop with two horses in the back of that train. That's there the entire movie, specifically oh. for the moment at the end where they ride off to save the president. And when he for when he builds the flying contraption, like they had the the production designers had the foresight to be like, to put that on. This has there. to make sense, so we need to include this. There's also, I forgot to breathe. <laughs> there's also a sewing table complete with costume designs, swatches, and bolts of fabric tucked in a corner of the train. Like the production designers really took the time to say, okay, uh-huh. we've got this absurd shit coming up. Let's rationalize it. Whereas the fast movies reason. don't. <laughs> No, <laughs> fuck that. Well, and they do give well, them like, well, but you're right though that like uh, on the good guy side, they've done a really good job so far of always having a base of operations, always having cars, always having, you know, something. That's something you also see in like the Mission Impossible franchise where even when they're like, we're going rogue, we've got nothing other than a train car full of every gun and gadget we'll ever possibly need <laughs> and a plane to take it places and all this other shit. 
and yeah, but it is building that into a building that into a thingy thing. Um, um, <clears throat> speaking I did of find uh, ju- that. Oh, oh, yeah, go for it. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of justifying things, uh, let's talk about why Dominic Toretto is doing what he's doing. Let's talk oh, about oh, shit. <laughs> Brian Marcus Toretto. Oh, my God. When, Brian when Marcus he, Toretto. When he, Marcos. Mar- Marco? Marcos. Wait. When he Marcos. names Marcos. him Brian at yeah. the end of the movie, I, I, I wept like a like Ooh. a Catholic nun. I nearly I, did. I'm so, I don't know, movie names, they've all been bad. Uh, and the Brian one, I was like, I feel like maybe something else, even though it's good, I'm okay with it. I just been I've been screwed with Albus Severus Potter and a, and what whatever the fuck the the baby's name is in Twilight and oh, I'm Renesme? just like and Renesme, Renesme and I'm just like can we just like get a better name please I love Brian but well what would I, you want at the end like like mm, yes Timothy Marcos <laughs> Toretto Albus Marcus Toretto. Albus Marcus Toretto. Can I I just, I have to say though, in my notes, I have, I have this moment where I just wrote baby rescue is chef's kiss because that in baby rescue was, is great. I love it. It's in the Cuba category. I have no problem with that entire sequence. I I love the, the unnecessarily badass baby carrier. That's all black and super like militaristic for no reason. There was one moment in that that blew my goddamn mind, and it's the first time he puts the baby down, and he's like, "How we doing?" And it's like CGI baby face, and he's like, "Hey!" And there's a weird arm. You're like, "What was this?" Oh my god, I love that baby so goddamn much. For some reason, I vividly this is why memory is the most, uh, not the most um, uh, trustworthy thing. I remember watching this movie theater and the baby being in a like a, a front carrier for some reason. Like a baby uh, urine? Yeah. Because yeah, he, thing, to yeah. be fair, he spins around in this really nimble way with it that I could absolutely Maybe see misremembering why. it because he really is yeah. agile with that fucking baby. Like he dodges Crazy. bullets a couple times. I also want to say that that baby's already deaf because they shot, what's her name? Uh, they shot Elena. Elena? And the baby's like literally right next to that gun. Yeah, so that baby's I mean, already dead. All believe, of these characters are dead at this point. I believe the gun had a silencer thing on it, though, which made that's even that's a hell of a justification. Which makes I love it. but that makes even less. <laughs> but that makes almost even less sense because doesn't it make a sound when it goes off? It makes off? a loud. It makes like a yeah. I think it's emotional resonance. You know, <laughs> it's one of those like. Uh, I didn't expect them to kill Elena, though. That one caught me off guard. Props uh, to uh, yeah. Letty, though, for being like, yes, I will raise this baby that is not mine. Well, she's always been chill she's about a, Elena. Like, that, she's a real that almost counterbalances the fact that they Elena's literally in this to motivate Tom. Um, Letty yeah. being chill about it always and being like, yeah, I'm going to raise your kid. Like, super dope. I mean, Very Letty's good. kind of always been chill about that though like even in no, the first I, that's movie, what i'm like, saying Dom's that was already established yeah. yeah this whole movie being like literally the motivating force is that elena has been kidnapped and like the baby's a baby right baby can't do anything about it but like they don't show elena being a cop or trying to escape or like 
helping Dom with some sort of plan or any like zero agency. She literally shows up. She never leaves that fucking box. She's in that box no, the yeah, entire the movie. <laughs> What's in the box? By the way, I actually yeah. By the way, speaking of baby rescue, isn't that what's about to happen right behind you, Henry, on the on the telly? Is that oh, where we are? Is. The baby that is exactly where we are. Um, Which also, also, where does Luke Evans go? He goes he to the where does he go? He goes to the front yeah, of the plane. He's, he's gone for the rest of the movie. Nah, he's, he's flying the plane. Again. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I I love that scene specifically because of the the franchise amnesia. It's so prevalent here. Where okay. <laughs> So the entire seventh movie is based on the fact that he's like now hospitalized and essentially in a coma yeah. forever. But it doesn't matter because he's fine. He, he's not even <laughs> hurt. He's just like a little like, man, I'm not comfortable on planes. And that's he's got, it. He's got that's facial it. scars and PTSD. And he's now helping out the people he spent the sixth movie yeah. trying, trying to, to run over with a tank. And his... Yeah, trying to run over with a tank psychotically after being like, I'm all about precision. So, like, but he's, he's healthy enough to fly that like one man jet thing. Like, that's oh, not so something cool. your average person can Came do. out of fucking nowhere, but it is so cool. <laughs> I, I feel so bad for consistently interrupting, but I, I need to bounce here in a bit. But I've got two, I, and I have two more things I just want to hurl out, two notes that I made. Um, First one is you can manage to meet up with the mother of a British crime syndicate, but you can't get word to your wife that you're being held emotionally hostage. And then yes. a few more, a few more, yes. a few more notes down. I wrote, you can put a tracker in your sterling silver necklace from eight movies ago, but you can't get word to your wife that you're being held emotionally hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Have kid is hostage. On a second watch, I realized there's that scene where he's randomly soldering and he's putting the tracker in the cross, which I thought was neat that they like Incredible. were subtle about it. Ooh, is, ooh, they I, do show okay. it. Yeah, yeah, they do. They absolutely do. Ah, I'm so mad at myself. Okay, um, please continue. Was I the only one that watched it twice? I yeah. watched it twice, um, but I, I have a disease. Please continue. Little moment, little <laughs> moment that I noticed that I really liked. So when Cypher does the like, kind of cliche bad guy thing of handing the good guy a gun and being like, "You have a choice. Are you gonna I... be a good guy or a bad guy?" And like he's got the gun on her. There's this really, this really line. subtle foley where she kind of asks the question the final time, and you can hear the tension on the spring of the trigger. Yeah, super yeah, yeah. subtle really fucking yeah. cool in that moment i love this line that dom says the way the way that he reads the line he says since i'm alone yeah i got no choice <laughs> <laughs> and he like he just i love it when he yells alone. all yeah. of his like yelled lines in this and the other ones and i will also say for vin diesel Killing it in this movie. I love He's seeing so Dom good. on the back foot. I love the pain in his face. I love he every cries. time he has to do this is something. The first time we see him cry, he cries. Was that like, CG though? No, I think it was just like Vaseline. You know, like but you know the what stuff I mean. Like their eyes. Because I think a couple movies ago, I was saying like you know you know exactly what you're getting with Dom every time he goes into an action scene. Like there's no surprises with him, and mm -hmm. I like that they disrupted that for me because yeah, shit was great. Like let's do. Let's do our frames. Let's pick a fool. And then if you have to boogie, we can continue if we want to mention any more things. But I want to get you involved in the frames and the fools before we before you have to go. Okay. Um, Please uh, remind me how the frames and the fools work because I want to make so, sure I get it right. 
the frames is you pick a favorite image from the movie, a frame that just you thought was cool or resonated oh. with you. It can be a moment. Um, and then the fool, we pick somebody from the movie that felt like they embodied the film or was just kind of our favorite character. Or, uh, and we make a case for it. We do a little uh, court situation where we get up and we do our opening statements. We talk about who we think it should be. Um, so does anybody have a frame that they particularly liked? I like the uh, the shot of Vin, like when they're like, "We're going to the Big Apple," and it just cuts to that really cool car mounted shot of him going over the bridge. It was just yeah. cool, and it was nice. And in a movie that was like really filled with CGI, it felt very tangible. Mm-hmm. So I just mm. I dug it. Absolutely. We didn't we didn't even talk about the zombie cars at all. We, oh, so we'll unnecessary! <laughs> Such an excessive. We'll God damn it. I hate that I have to go. I'm sorry. It's my own fault. I, I held up everything. Okay. Um, All right, Chad, you go. You go. You okay. Go. Um, yeah. My favorite frame, I I, I, I ha- it, it's literally any close-up with the baby or any close-up with Jason Statham for the exact <laughs> same reason. Yes. Yeah. Both of them yeah. are in the, like, he are spins, bald. they're bald, they joy. they're charming. <laughs> uh, I'm a sucker for brown eyes. Both of them have killed people. Exactly. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's <laughs> my, I, as far as the fool goes, I'm going to have to pick Kurt Russell and let me tell wait, you hold why. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, are we not there yet? We're not there yet. We're not yeah, there wait, yet. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm we, so bad at this. Fight. It's okay. It's okay. You're all right, okay. Chad you're coming fine. in with the dark horse fool pick. All right, it's Matt, okay. go. No, I, we're all going to have dark horses, I think. Matt, frame. Um, oh, shit. I think I might have to go with the all the whole gang blocking the explosion at the <gasps> yes. end. Yes. Oh, that cars. was sick. That was some I car magic. I forget that prime. happens in this movie. So good. Hell yeah. It's such a it also like clearly wouldn't work. That no, wouldn't wouldn't work huge. at all. Those cars would fly <laughs> all over the place. But what a beautiful like moment and they all like team huddle. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah. Team good up. stuff. Uh, my favorite frame is more of a moment because I, I, I remember it happening. I just don't remember a specific frame. And I, I have it written in my notes. Uh, Dom just punched that dude to death. Holy shit. There's a oh, moment yeah. where he punches Holy the guy shit. and like snaps his neck. Yeah. So, oh, it's it's the red-haired guy. He yeah, punches he body that slams the Viking-looking oh, yeah, dude yeah, yeah. on the hood of the car and then like punches <laughs> his head <laughs> so hard that it snaps backward. And Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Um, My God. Okay, let's let's start the bidding for the fool, Chad. <laughs> we already got a little hint of yours. So, uh, who do you think is yeah. the fool and why? Okay, uh, am I? Am I? Is it me? It's it it's is all you. You have okay. the floor. Thank you. Chad. Thank you. I have a, a problem. Um, the reason why it's Kurt Russell is because he's taking it just serious enough to give a comp- uh, a, a believable performance, but at the same time. His character is obviously a character who is not in danger of anything ever at any time. So he's able to kind of float through the movie untouched. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I think. <laughs> like the line, you know, it's funny. And he's smiling. He's like, you know, it's really funny. That's the building we're in. And then everything <laughs> fucking yeah. blows up. And he's smiling. Like, do you see why when he, they introduced him in the last movie, I thought he was going to be the bad guy? Because I know he's what? always and that's, smiling. But that's where the I'm going. Point. That's where I'm going is I think based – and again, no spoilers, but based on the events of Hobbs and Shaw, I am 90% certain that he's he's the ultimate big – because (laughs) when they introduced his character, 
there are no credentials, no background check of any kind. He just shows well, up and has everything and is like, I it's a Dominic Tretto fever dream. We've already established the seventh one didn't happen. Yeah, I'm it's not sure if you uh, if <laughs> yeah, you listen in uh... on our latest joint, but uh, <laughs> I we, didn't we get all the way through it. Established I had to work. in the last episode, uh, Dylan so rightfully pointed out that uh, all of this is happening in Dominic's head, and Kurt dream. Russell is a figment of Vin Kurt Russell's imagination. Kurt Russell is the Inception brain cop that's trying. Oh no, yeah. that's Jason Statham. Sorry, my bad. Anyway, um. <laughs> let's let's it's a whole thing not, we don't okay. have time so we got kurt russell um i'm gonna nominate rome i think rome is the best in this movie and i think he's oh, finally come i think he's finally come to his apex and kind of stole the show for me in this one to be perfectly honest <clears throat> gentlemen anyone else um you go matt matt go i i gotta go with letty just because she has the most interesting story even though it's like <laughs> super toned down and like pushed in the background i'm like Could have you're been going through rad. something you yeah. just remembered who this guy is and that he's your everything <laughs> oh, God, and you're now right. this shit's happening shit <sighs> you're processing a lot pain. i want to know I, what's going on with you i nominate cuba <laughs> i think just it's just the, the brightest scene. part of the movie it feels the most fast and furious <laughs> it's 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 uncomplicated even though like they could have handled Cypher's little introduction better, almost everything that happens in Cuba is is just a winner. Damn, this is the most split we've ever been. It's the uh, most yeah. split we've ever been. See what happens, Chad? I'm sorry, I didn't. Good, uh... <laughs> no, it's not your fault. It's this movie's fault. <laughs> it's good cases, it's absolutely this movie's fault. These are fault. <laughs> some very good cases. Um, oh man, these are very good cases. Can you imagine I, if I do end up doing the, the fucking art the draw, and it's yeah. just the Cuban flag? <laughs> it's just, it's just a flagpole and a waving Cuban flag and people are like, what the fuck? Um, I, I kind of agree with Matt. This is nice. It's, it's, a, it's a good storyline. Um, and I feel, like Kurt, I feel like Kurt might get his own movie. It's, I feel like he might be the like bad guy at Kurt some point. I feel like both Kurt and Letty were underserved in this, so it feels kind of weird to call him the fool. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, they are. I just think Letty is like proven to be like such an she integral is, part of the cast. Yes, and she is definitely the most, like, everyone else is kind of joking around. Like, I kind of, like, I kind of, uh, what's the word? I kind of sneered at a... Um, how Roper, who's the critic named Roper from like the Chicago Sun Times or whatever? Famous guy. Anyway, <laughs> okay. he had a review of this movie where he gave it like two out of four stars and he commented specifically on the fact that like people are always like quipping and having fun when like they're fighting their friends and people's lives are at stake and the fate of the world is in the balance. And I was like, okay, first of all, get off your That's high horse. Point. This is an action movie where they're saving yeah. the world. But. It does make me, I, I do think about that a lot where I'm like, everyone's quipping and doing all this stuff and certain people, like a lot is on the line for them. Like Dom and Letty in this are going through so much shit and it kind of feels like some of the other folks are literally just along for the ride, yeah. which works more for some than others. And I think it works as a series, but it, I, it's once you start pointing out the missed opportunities, it just makes me kind of sad because I'm like, oh fuck, this could have been much more Letty's movie and there could have been a lot mm. more pain. And instead we did get to see a lot of good Dom stuff, but was it the, Dom, the best I feel like choice? Dom's I don't know. Already got a lot. I don't know. 
let's and I don't take even a, know if it feels like Dom's movie. Like, you know? Let's take a vote. Ice? Uh, out, Is it out, Ice's movie? Off the cuff. Not I not think, the agency, but literally the, the the physical material, like frozen water. Ice? I think Henry's going to be the I deciding think factor I think here. Of Fate of the Furious. Th- that's yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Tundra, yeah. Saying the when tundra I was in, scene. Okay, when I was making the cover for this, I was like, whatever it is, it's got to be cold. It's just, it's going to be blue. Okay. All right, Chad has to go, so we are going to take a vote right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, everyone that thinks it's Letty's movie, say aye. I, 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 only one. No, I, I have to, I have to agree. I have to agree because after you pointed that out, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I will agree. But I'm also gonna uh, vote more than once. Okay. <laughs> Everyone that thinks it is uh, Kurt Russell's movie, say I. <laughs> you bastards! Silence. <laughs> it's so close. You're, you're right. But we it's so only close. get one vote. <laughs> You can have multiple votes, though. Um, yeah. I damn it. Everybody thinks it's Rome's movie? I Big eye for me. Oh, I no. I think it. he deserves a fucking movie, all right? He got, he got a movie. We gave him a movie? When did we yeah, get He one? got number two. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. It's Pridletti's then. You're Sorry. suffering from, you're <laughs> suffering oh, from fast fatigue, so you forgot. I, just, I forgot that he got a movie, and I just think he's the best he in this whole world, ass so movie. I'm sorry. I forgot. He's All right, putting but Letty's already work. got a movie, too. Like, apart from the asterisk, he's putting in a lot of good work. You know what I mean? We already gave Letty a movie also. His, his whole sequence of riding on that, whatever that car is, the orange car, the yeah. door on the ice is, like, badass. incredible. Very That's memorable. So fun. <laughs> He comes right. up out of the water completely dry. I'm just going to point that yeah, out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's Letty. I think our frame is Letty. Or oh, not it's our not frame, Cuba? But our no one's going to vote for Cuba? You can put Cuba. I'll vote for Cuba. You can put Cuba <gasps> like behind Letty. I think Letty and Cuba. I just think, I think, you know what? And speaking about current events, I think it's great that Cuba's infrastructure was such that they were able to put such giant letters under the water they're visible yeah. from yeah, airplanes. priorities, you know. And have you seen some of the They'll billboards you know there? They're huge. The They're massive. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, G. How do they build those? Uh, okay. Comedy comes uh, in threes, boys. <laughs> Chad, thank you so much. Uh, I know you have to go, but thank you so much for coming on. This has been an utter blast to have you on. And... Um, is, is there anything you want to say before you before you depart? I just, I want you to know that when I saw that you guys were doing a podcast, I, I was like, oh my God, I have to listen to it. And then I didn't. Uh, and then, um, and then Everyone something, something happened because, <laughs> because, but then something happened where you I was. so much time sewing. How, you've got. <laughs> it's a problem. But like, I, I have to say the second, I, I have this, this problem where i have this such delusions of grandeur where anytime a friend does a podcast i'm like well i'll just bide my time until they ask me to be on it it's obviously they're gonna have me on and i'm not on my invite (laughs) and i'm so happy that not only did i get to be on the podcast but like you said with something so completely unexpected as a car franchise because we like to put people on the back foot Mm -hmm. well and what's great too is the last the last podcast podcast that i was on i got to talk about fairy tales which is my other love so it's like i guess i'm just a weird 
spectrum of a human where my interests are so varied and nonsensical but a man for all seasons oh well thank you dear and i just i look forward Chad to coming Matt. back i hope that you guys will will have me again and i just yes I, it was Absolutely. it was so wonderful and so and i cannot wait to listen to it to hear whatever happens after i skedaddle so we're gonna make fun of you please do please do <laughs> go for the receding hairline no, it's it's the best to work not. with no well we do well, <laughs> the post credit sequence this is, this is the movie leaves. with the most bald men in any this is the highest grossing movie with like the most bald men ever in it we learned last time um does that make you feel seen as a bald man? Does that uh, mean Bruce Willis is going to be in the next one? God, I would I love that. I had a I had a <laughs> sex dream about. Anyway, the point is, um, <laughs> I, I do I do have one thing I should add though. One yes. thing I need to add. They make the joke throughout the whole movie that Rome is eleven on the like he's just outside of the top I love ten this list. Bit so much. Yeah. Fast and the Furious uh, as a franchise in the grand scheme of franchises, like where they're ranked globally. Is number 13. So I just I think it's hysterical that they make this joke, yet the franchise itself is also just barely out of the top ten. <laughs> so just shy. Just, That's incredible. It was beaten by like Star Wars, Harry Potter, and there's of another course. one, but I, I did the research and then ignored it. Um incredible. So anyway, well, kids, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> depart as mysteriously as I came by clicking a button. And uh, yes. I want to thank you for having me. Dylan, I want to thank you for lending me a laptop so I could of be course. here. Of course. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for. And I'm very it's excited. All, it's family. I'm very excited. Yes. Baby. And I'm very excited in the next couple of months to have you guys over for tea because I just, I, I miss you terribly. So. Yes, indeed. All right, Chad. Thank you so much for coming on. You boys have are fantastic amazing. rest of your day. Okay. I, oh, I clicked the leave button. Okay. Well, goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> love chad so much uh his insights were illuminating uh Fantastic. if i do say so myself um i do want to kick off with the uh, what uh, basically he said about the your number 11 bit uh, i thought yeah. was so funny and that's part of the reason why i nominated rome as my uh <laughs> as my fool is the your number 11 bit was really good and there's noticeably less uh offensive things that he says which is he's nice. getting better yeah. every single movie i don't know why they cling to i've already said it but i don't know why they cling to making him and tej especially as like casually misogynistic as they it's do it's weird it's yeah. so strange and uh, i think i hate to say it but it's probably because it plays like those scenes probably like get a the lot of like people, positive yeah, feedback yeah yeah um so i don't know but it it's frustrating because <laughs> not that this is like you know the moral center of our of our society nor should it be necessarily but they're so close they're so close mm -hmm. it, it just feels really weird and out of place in this one specifically because in seven like there is they do go to race wars and they're like constantly around like these crazy uh music video bikini clad women and like yeah. it's just yeah. like has that music video energy constantly and that kind which of which almost justifies it so it's it's almost weird i think we said this the last time it's when it's out of that context and it's not in the rally scenes it's not in the music video style stuff and they're actually talking it's about or person. to an <laughs> actual like, character it's just like exactly or like Ugh. at the end of this when they're like they're both 
basically asking Ramsey to choose between them. And she's like, what's my last name? Once, uh. once one of you figures it out, basically, like, you'll have a shot with me. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what is... Also, I will say, might have been my least favorite barbecue scene. It was um, very CGI. Like, it was just, like, mm-hmm. on a green screen somewhere. And I was like, this this doesn't feel like it. It's also just so generic New York. It's not... I don't know. New York has, like, so much cool, like, culture in it and, like, different communities in it. And they just they just don't do any of that. Oh, damn it. And fucking Eastwood the Younger was invited to the barbecue as well. I think, okay, I, I thought they were trying to replace Paul. I thought they were trying to replace Paul Walker with him because he's got yeah. the Subaru. And I was like, you get the fuck out of here, Scott Eastwood. Get away. <laughs> I, I think that might have been intentional where they bring in someone that is like clearly supposed to be the mm-hmm. the Paul the Walker cop, replacement. Like the, the and the then it's just blonde, like cop replacement. Yeah can't do it though and his whole character is constantly being made fun of he is so annoying moment he's introduced he's being made fun of he's supposed to be the butt of the joke and it's because he doesn't fit in so i I kind of got it watching this time i still think that we could just do without him but Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see where they're like uh we gotta have the brian of the group but we can't just have a new brian obviously we can't replace yeah. paul walker so well he from what i'm seeing here is not in the next one which makes me very excited that doesn't um, surprise me <laughs> he's not in the next one and the rock is not in the next one which oh he's I, not i thought he was no i'm Ooh. so excited I'm what about like, our boy kurt kurt is back i believe yes Yes, Kurt, Kurt is more back. Kurt. Like, back. Like, Hon why back. they had to, like, hamstring Kurt in this one and be like, listen, guys, I got a lot to do, so I'm going to give you my assistant. Like, it was so strange. Like, once we started weird. breaking it down, it was like, why didn't they focus on Letty? Why did they do the prison scene at all? Why did he have to go to jail? Why did they have to show us how the, like, Jason Statham gets out when you have a character who can just pull strings? You know, why did they sideline Kurt Russell when he was so good in the last one? All these different questions. Yeah, I think they were just kind of setting up the spinoff more than anything. Because there's a lot of scenes with just the two of them. Yes. I think that's why this one gets stuck in. Honestly, when I was watching it, I felt it felt like I was watching the fourth one again. And I was just like, I just. They're doing something, and it's on the way to something, but it's Maybe. like a growing pain. It's a two-hour-plus growing pain. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely felt that way the first time I saw this. I had, like, watched Seven and then went and saw this and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in, and it, I felt, like, a, pretty let down. This time I really enjoyed myself. I, I, I just I, I knew there was a lot I didn't like about it. It's going to get more fun the less, like, the farther I get away from, like, the expect, again, it's the expectation. It's it's getting away from Seven, recognizing that this is a, a living, breathing franchise that loves to uh, make mistakes and then slap a Band-Aid on it. And you're like, yeah, Band-Aids. And, yeah. Yeah. And there's just yeah. some, like, truly insane sequences in this like zombie car chase is like weirdly cgi but there are some really great driving bits and it does give us dom in that crazy outfit and i think a lot of the stuff on the ice was real 
apart from like the crazy submarine, like there was some good stuff and they did some slow-mo things that felt fresh. Like they did a couple slow-mo things that we really hadn't seen that much in other movies except for like glory shots like between the skyscrapers. There's little stuff, little touches. Yeah. And yeah. they went somewhere new. They went somewhere cold, which, you know, previously Ben was like, I don't work in the cold. And The Rock's <laughs> like, yeah, I know, buddy. Also, um, uh, Tego and Don are back for their little cameo about the yeah. massive that conspiracy little, on yeah, how everything Ocean's went down. Yeah, little Ocean's 12 flashback. I did dig the Ocean's 12 <laughs> sort of here's how we did it vibes. That was yeah. done, I think, a little bit better than they did it in 5. That's fair. Because in 5, I mean, it had the heist flavor, but the execution was weird. In this, it was like they showed us a thing. We didn't understand it, but it was cool. And then right at the right moment, they show you what happened. You're like, ooh. And they practiced <laughs> that in the last one. There's a couple times because of God's Eye, you see something and you're like, oh, my God. Four main characters just got blown to smithereens. And then they're like, wait a sec. And then they're able to literally rewind time through the lens of God's eye, and you see them like either dive out of a dive out of a car and under a bridge, or you see them pass Ramsey between the cars like a little football. Yeah, and it's cool, <laughs> and it, it is pretty rad. Um, it's it's so funny how Ramsey could just be an AI on a computer, and they just pass oh. this computer around. That's what her character is. She's just a computer with boobs. She, she's Siri. That's she's how Cortana. they teach her. Yeah, she's yeah. Siri, but she's yeah. got she's got boobs. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> and, impressive. And we can't like, forget uh, that because the movie and Tej and Rome won't let us constantly that. talk about it, and it's <laughs> it's just it's so tired. Oh god, we I don't need that. it. Um, and it's like if she's here, like please just give her something to do. Give her some agency. Let give her, her some do agency. Something. Uh, yeah, I also... they're just so scared to give. And you know, I get that. Like, Charlize Theron's in this, but she also kind of. I mean, she she's got a she does a pretty good performance. Her hair doesn't is kind of weird, uh, but she doesn't. She kind of just gets back seated. Also, even though she's the bad guy, she's just in that plane the whole time. Yeah, she's kind yeah. of doing the command center thing that they did with uh, Mia a couple times where it's like, yeah. you've shown us Mia can kick ass and can drive just as well as everyone else, but then you put her in the control room for most of the series, like being like, yeah. all right, you got all the crooked cops in the city on your tail. Also, why wasn't I allowed to drive this time? <laughs> yeah. Also, I love what the uh, hackers look like. This one's going to age incredibly well because we're going to look back on 2017 and be like... <laughs> Look at what they thought hackers looked like. They're like yeah. these hip, like uh, super hip. I didn't know how to. I literally didn't know how to put that in my notes. I was like, they're dressed well, and it's weird. Like they look like Brooklyn everyone's. Hipsters. Yeah, everyone's looks like they're young and trendy, and like probably really anxious in their off hours, and like. Well, that's why it seems like Charlize Theron's, uh, like villain seemed like it had a good core. Because and there's moments like, like she like maybe... leaned on like someone's shoulders in this way where it implied like this closeness with that group, but we never met any of them. We didn't no. know like in Fast they d- Six. They do that with new characters though. They new do. characters like d- you just don't ever meet the group. But that's the yeah. thing is like we got a little bit of that with um with Shaw's group, younger Shaw's group in yeah. London. They have the joke about, oh, it's like it's shadow us. You know, it's like bad guy us. And yeah. you do get time with each person so that 
even if it's like, oh, that's the big blocky guy. Oh, that's the guy who does the thing. You still got that. Yeah. And this was literally just, yeah, a room full of trendy hackers. Well, I feel like the intention could have been good because it seems like they were trying to go for like with her saying like we're trying to hold people accountable and then like the young hip hackers. But just fucking say it. It could have been know? something that was like it seems like they may have been going for like like you know millennials are getting screwed they can't buy houses like sure. uh, everyone's very like you know PC culture blah blah blah. It seemed like that was maybe the villain they were going for, where it's like yeah. we need to hold people accountable when they do bad stuff. But they either couldn't commit to it or just like didn't do the work. And just well, I'm like, having whatever. the same problem right now with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Where are you watching the, that? The bad guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I have sorry, a friend. I, I didn't say it. that. As <laughs> like you a, had so I, much. Sorry, just I like didn't bite. say it like that. <laughs> You're I, I have a friend who really wanted to talk about oh. it, so I, I put it on. And I'm sorry, I didn't honestly, mean it like that. No, and honestly, I'm watching it because, especially going back, like, I, I've always said, like, oh, you know, Marvel, like, they always make, you know, solid movies, but it feels like a factory just putting out the solid product, and it's just kind of strange. And the more I go back and watch stuff, it's so weird, and especially this one where it's about, like, Captain America's legacy. I don't know how Marvel... Uh, wants us to feel about the United States or the U.S. military or our involvement in things overseas. I've heard and it's I, pretty egregious what they it's do. So strange. What and like and it'll be it'll be the thing too where it's kind of the bad apple argument where it's like oh there's you know there's bad guys in the U.S. government there's you know bad guys using their resources but it's not the country itself or it's not this it's not the structure and yeah. I bring all this up because there's like a group in the show that. They're doing like an oddly nuanced and interesting job, but also kind of failing them where it's this group called the Flag Smashers. And oh, I heard about this. Yeah, and they like they want the world to be the same as it was before everyone came back after Thanos' snap, right? Interesting concept, but they're not saying anything. They're doing the thing that always happens where someone will talk about their motives and they're talking in such generalities that it's it's just kind of limp and nothing and you you kind of get it and you have a character like the falcons trying to you know empathize with someone because his whole bit is that he like you know talk to returning soldiers and help them reintegrate into society all this blah 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 and it's kind of interesting but it never goes far enough and it never gives you anything real and this fast and furious 8 does that as well where it's like she says all this cool shit but she says nothing it she, means she nothing. She is literally like the Pete Buttigieg of bad guys. She just yes. says stuff, and you're like, exactly. That sounded smart. And then you and think the about it, and you're like, good. she didn't actually She's say anything. She's great. Loved she her. Just... Loved the cool plane moving around. That was always my move as a kid. Like when I play Legos, flying around in a plane. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna put my because we would have. Okay, so when I was a kid, we'd have Lego. You wars knew about cause... satellites and like like exactly. blind zones. Blind zones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the, the you crews. flew around in a big massive if you know plane with a bunch look. of hackers. But me and, like, the neighborhood kids, because for a bit I actually lived in a neighborhood where all the kids, like, on the block oh, yeah. played with each other. And I'd always make my Lego base a mobile one because then they couldn't sneak attack. They couldn't go to your porch and bomb your shit. And <laughs> everyone was like, that's cheating. And I'm like, no, it's, it's not. It's smart. Base, bitch. <laughs> um, so I love that. Like, I love all the ingredients, but it doesn't bake into anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. On a like, dumber note, <sighs> Dom yeah. gets kissed again. 
without Dom gets Hatch. kissed again. What the hell? Okay, and I I wanted to write down was that necessary? And I yes. thought I was overthinking it. And then in like the next scene, he goes to Charlize Theron and he necessary? literally says, "Was that necessary?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm wondering too. I'm curious as well because why add this psychological element where she's trying to like torture Letty when that doesn't seem to be her thing at all, at all." As Nathan said in the sixth or the what's the sixth one that we watched with him, these movies are written by twelve year old boys, and when you have the idea, oh, it'd be so. Can you imagine how crazy it would be if it she kissed him and let him saw it? Yeah, oh my god, that would be crazy. Oh, she have to deal with that, and it would suck. Oh. Um, I just want to mention one last thing: talking through windows. They oh. do it that one time. Letty says, "You good." <laughs> I okay. Like, I was looking they're... out for this. Oh, they're in separate yeah. vehicles. You're absolutely right. However, in the scene before it, they are talking to each other, and there's a couple times you can hear that they have car to car radio built into the car. Yeah, and but that's it's fine. so like. But it is very so funny because it, she literally like looks through the window and says it, and it does feel like they're just having a conversation, and I kind of like it. And she says it so quiet, like they're so driving on rough roads. Yes. Explosions. You good? Yeah. Yeah. You good? You good? <laughs> are you good? I love are it. You, are you good? <laughs> Just like it's uh, right. There. I want more uh. Letty. I'm so now that you pointed it out, I'm so mad. Like she's going through so much in she's this. She's going movie. through so much. Her story is hers and Dom's is like the most. Fuck it. It's the only interesting thing happening in this movie because I don't care about the bad guy. I love Roman Tej, but they're they're spice in the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't give a shit about The Rock and Statham, and they're just there. And I do love the rescue scene at the end with Statham. It's awesome. And that can stay. But don't... Man, we could have gotten so much more from this. She grew up with Dom. They built an empire of street racing. They made race, <laughs> race wars. wars. And then an they undercover cop wars. tried to break up their whole deal and then ended up joining their family, right? But then she has to escape with Dom. But then they kind of have to like separate for a bit for unknown reasons, right? <laughs> they get into some crazy shit. And then she dies, but she doesn't die, right? <laughs> And then she's like got no memory and she's in a hospital somewhere and she gets recruited by some international criminal because she's like good at driving and stuff. (laughs) Goes on this crazy stuff. And then eventually she shoots this guy and he's just kind of like, hey, I know you. And she's like, what? What's that about? Then for some reason, she's at a street race somewhere. I don't really know why she's there, but he's there again. And then they kind of dance and flirt with their cars. (sighs) Whoa, she's got feelings for this guy. She doesn't know what's going on, but like he insists that he that they know each other. <laughs> they got matching scars, kind of weird. Oh my god, yeah. And then she gets her memory back suddenly after like hanging out with these dudes for a while, for like a whole movie, and like all of their friends are t- getting murdered by like the brother of the guy that she used to work for. Goes to a couple barbecues. <laughs> Goes to a couple oh barbecues, gets god. her memory back, and now she's here. She gets her memory back. She's built a life in Cuba that she loves. And then Dominic becomes an evil guy. And everyone's like, God, we got to stop him. And it's like, I don't know, man. She's going through so much. She's oh been God. on a fucking ride. We need. Sorry. I just, I feel ways about it. <laughs> it's intense. Uh-huh. I did learn when Letty dies in the fourth one, because like, it's, it's kind of hard to see, like, especially when people come back, like it's, 
unless you dig a bit, it's hard to know what they meant and what was actually retcon. Letty died. Like, Letty was killed. Just died, yeah. And there was, like, fan petitions to bring her back, and it swayed Vin Diesel and the rest of them where they're like, oh, man, people really care about this character. I love that. That's super cool. Makes me even more mad that, like, people fought for Letty to be back, and there isn't more of a focus on that because yeah. it really is so core. Also, this is the this is the movie where Corona mysteriously disappears. Oh, okay. I did look. I did look. There is a Corona. Is there? There is, there is no. one Corona at that barbecue. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. Okay. At least one. Hell but yeah. it's like the story it's goes out of focus. There's and... no official partnership. They literally hit up Corona when they were doing the first one because at the time the guy that was writing it and was commissioned, hey take this article about street racing and turn it into like a treatment for a script. So he like lived down the block from racers and he just, he looked at what was going on. I've been waiting this whole series for this. Um, (laughs) And he just noticed that it was a very like East LA, East LA. Yeah. Like a very East LA beer. And he was like, this is what they're drinking. So they hit up Corona and they're like, Hey, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, we'll send you some beer. Like, it's fine if you use our name. That was it. That was the only agreement was we'll send I you some beer, that. use our name. Sure, whatever. And it's estimated that over the series, because there's a couple movies it's not in, and then a couple series it's like featured prominently and mentioned by name. The it's estimated that over the series, something like $16 million in free advertising. Which is wow. wild, and then that's yo yeah. So so it's this weird unofficial thing where they were just like, and people just keep saying Wait. they're like, we just really like Corona. Even it's the kind, bit, and they're even like, when it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm more of a Corona man. Yes, and like yes. <laughs> so the guy who's written every single instance wow. of Corona being in this, he's like, it's he's he's like it's integral to the franchise like we we have to acknowledge the roots the same way like family this. is a part of this the same Corona way and family. all this it's I wonderful love that there's I mean, an amount of re- budweiser <laughs> yeah that's some bullshit man i love that there's an amount of respect that's given to that part of it is like corona's integral to this whole franchise and mm-hmm. it's woven in it's incredible that's the thing about this franchise, though, is they're like they're so true to their core values. Like they 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 do know what they're about, and they do like stick to it yeah. as That's hard the as rock they can. Intruding, it, uh, it doesn't yeah, work. Like the Rock and the Budweiser, it just feels. It literally, it feels like they brought in a new backup singer to the band, and that backup singer is causing all these problems and yes their ticket sales are going up but no one's happy (laughs) you know what i mean that's literally what it feels like is they like brought on another member and everyone's like "Ah." it's like this is spider he's replacing you like it's literally school of rock spider the rock is spider spider. wow okay he might be able to play the guitar good but at what cost like jack black isn't in the band anymore because of that guy jack black is vin diesel Yes. Um, okay. So <laughs> it's, it's not we, a great comparison, but here we are. Before we end it, we have finished it. We've done it. Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff we've that done we will be doing. The work. But we've done the work. We've spent two whole <laughs> months watching nothing but Fast and Furious every single week. Um, Cured and my depression. 
I cured my depression. <laughs> like I only half joking. Genuinely, I can chart where like when... this year got better, and it's when we started this fucking sub series. I swear yeah, to God, straight up. Um, so I don't know if you guys have put together a list, but I am just curious where all of them rank for you oh, guys. Fuck. Okay. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know if talking. you've done this yet. <laughs> keep talking and give me a sec. Okay. Let me see. Uh, Matt, have you put together a list? I I have. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jot this down so I don't mess right. it up as I go. Well, but um, yeah, let, I let's have... take a second. Everyone, gather their note, gather their okay. Their wow. Thoughts. Okay. Let's, we'll take a second. I'll uh I'll plug Chad's Instagram account. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. You are into costumes cool. or cosplay or anything? Go check out Chad chad's instagram which is uh what is it again chad, uh uh i'm gonna fuck it up i know what it is i think it's just chad hatter right i believe um, so you can double check it but yeah yes so. go check it out on instagram he's a fantastic human being and a really talented costume designer a- extremely talented i mean the story he was telling about edward scissorhands is like one of millions of stories of he's millions. got where he just he is one of like genuinely like one of those people that you know and you kind of pinch yourself that you know him because he just does amazing things with textiles and props and amazing work and fitment and he cares about the character and you can hear it Mm -hmm. in the way he describes movies that he gives the most we didn't ask him any costume questions (laughs) the only thing i think in this movie that's worthy of talking about is dom's random ass like superhero outfit which is i'm glad we talked about it well actually the one thing i did notice is the rock is wearing this weird leather vest at the end of the movie i don't know if anyone else noticed this but it's this like weird kind of shiny black leather vest with like a tank top underneath it's very odd um man right. this my my movie order is like got really messed up it's, from this uh this podcast yeah like, this rewatch and like talking about them every time versus mm-hmm. just like watching them in a vacuum like it, it it's changed a lot of my opinions on these same i've watched i i put the list together after i watched the seventh one and i just added the eighth one in there and they're hard. There's some definitely some Damn hard it. decisions is, in there. This is really difficult. I'm I'm have I'm shuffling these like a dealer at a casino. I swear. <laughs> mm, I have to... Oh man. I feel okay. a lot of outside pressure with some of them to make them higher. This is this uh, is the I'm safest to... space, Dylan. You gotta just go with your heart. No hate. We are gonna rag on each other's order a little bit. I'm we, sure. Absolutely, we absolutely. But it's are. but it's such a personal preference. I just don't. Yeah, there's one that just kind of lives in in abyss for me, and uh-huh. I'm not quite sure where to put it. But I think it's in an okay spot. You know what? I'm I might have to upset you guys with my last two. No. Oh. I'm curious. I'm like, curious. I'm gonna yeah, take who... it personally or what? Uh it'll just be a little. Odd. Should I go first? But I can I can back it up. Okay, yeah. So Henry, you want to go so first? this is this is tentative because obviously we were all blindsided by this exercise. This is, yeah. you know, sorry, off I, the I, record I've, on the air. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to blindside <laughs> um, you. I just had first impressions. Tentatively, for, yeah. like literally, I wrote, I just wrote out F one, F two, F three, like all of that. Um, they're all F and then the number except F three T D. And two F, two F. Um, <laughs> okay, what do we got? What do we got? I What's got number one? Number one, 
Oh, wait, do we want to do it in number one or do we yeah, want let, let's it do ascending it. or descending? Let's all go around. We could do number one. Do you one want to start first. at the top and work your way down? I think that might be a more interesting way because I think we know what we our know, top two are. I think we all know which ones are t- our favorites. Our favorite is. Yeah. Let's let's go yeah. around and share okay. each other's number one. What do we got for number one, Henry? I I think it's seven. Okay. Matt. I think my okay. I think my number one is seven. Yes. It's the correct answer. I gotta go with the first one. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's no, I'm because not, yeah. Watching the first one and then watching where Seven has taken it is such a delight. Like Seven in a vacuum, Ooh. awesome. But yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's the pairing of everything and taking it back to the first movie. Go okay. back and watch the first movie. They have pulled ev- <laughs> they pulled meaning out of every line that was just throwaway, and it's it's so good. Like the love that they've shown that movie. That's incredible. And it's got okay. so much style Dylan, and character. Dylan, say, say your it, number one because I, I want to chip It's obviously it. seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I also yeah. put F1 as a very, very, very close second because well, yeah. the bookends of this series for me, yeah, like it, I look back so fondly and I want to jump into it. Oh, yeah, I just want to go is, watch yeah. it right now. Yeah. Okay, what's number two then? I know what number two is for you, Matt. Probably yeah, definitely seven. Seven. Like, they're they're neck and neck, and they're kind of a pairing. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I got to go with one just because I I love first films. Hell I'm yeah! Always a fan of first films. So, um, Henry is yeah. My one two, two is seven, and then the first one. The yeah. Uh, mine might be a little controversial. Number two actually for me is Fast and Furious Six because. I was putting this on how much in pure um, just elated enjoyment that I got out of this. And watching Dom flying headbutt a guy is like, <laughs> it's one of the crazy, I actually think it is the craziest one out of all of them. Because Seven's just a good action yes. movie. And it's very yeah. practical. Six is, just, is in my third and it is like hot on crazy. the heels of the first two yeah. for me. Yeah. Six uh, is number three, but it's it's there because it's it's so nonsensical. Yes, exactly. It's wonderful. And it's delicious. Well, because the... it's it's the opposite of this, where like Shaw is like a good villain, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? We haven't even seen the thing that we're talking about, and it doesn't matter at all because we're doing so much wild, wild shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just all frosting and no cake. Mm-hmm. It's really good frosting, but like, where's the cake? I, I need like a I need a sponge to put it mm-hmm. on. Hell yeah! All right, uh, the, fir- the the first one is number three for me. Is my my third favorite just because it's it's great. We're doing uh, this in such a disjointed way. <laughs> no, okay, we're not. So, we're so, going one by we're going one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so I've got, got F7 do... in descending order from first. I've got F seven, F one, F six. That's my top yeah. three. Okay. Yeah. I think we all have the same movies in the top three, just in yes. a different order. Yeah, yes. I think that's. That I think sense. this is where we're gonna get into like. This is going to be interesting wild. territory. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the In next three place. will be four through six. Four through do we want to hit them four through six? Bam, bam, bam. I'll just yeah, say them. Yeah. Let's do sure. it that way. Okay. Four through My six. four through six. It goes Tokyo Drift, <laughs> Fast Five, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh. I have all of those. I have all of those there, just in a different <laughs> order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Matt? What do you got? Oh, okay. I've uh, got. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you I've, go, Dylan. I've got. Fast Five, which is the one I feel kind of nebulous about as mm-hmm. number four. This one's gonna piss you guys off. Too Fast, Too Furious, and then Tokyo. No, I just I knew that would happen. I, I wow. I'm shocked because it wasn't higher for you, honestly. 
thinking about Too Fast, Too Furious again, uh, it exudes such a crazy, colorful, the the Fast and Furious vibe that it just it juiced it up more, and I loved it. That's yeah. why I made the cover look the way it does. It's it's neon. It's insane. It's like it tries to be the first one in this very Need for Speed like, like a, more. video gamey early two thousands yeah. way that. You know, when like it was it. when compared to the first one, like when I only watched those two, I was like, oof, step down. And now that I'm watching the rest of this, I'm like craving that pretty good. again. Yeah. yeah. Matt. Interesting. OK, um, I've got <laughs> Fast Five, which also feel really weird about that being a number four looking at the list. I'm like, right? this shouldn't it be shouldn't so be high. There. Yeah, I feel. The but same OK, uh, then Tokyo Drift and yeah. then this one. Oh. That makes sense. You really don't like the, Too Fast, Too Furious. I that think the sense. high points of this one are just so good. Hit me with some I'm, of the high points. Like, hit me yeah, with some what of your favorites. Because I like, want to love eight. And just because it's low on the list doesn't mean I didn't have a great time. Yeah, a lot of like Dom's like crazy moments. Um, just the entire Tundra sequence in Russia is just like delightful. Pretty much roam the entire time tundra and, and cuba obsession. are fucking solid like yeah his obsession ends, with that, movie that orange awesome. lamborghini and like i don't know it just there there is still the heart there mm-hmm. it's just also got some of this corporatized like like oh nowhere big franchise movie we got to make money with this we got to put budweiser sponsorship and so like That's it's getting all this stuff tacked on that shouldn't be there but the heart is still there. I see. Honestly, I disagree. This one felt. It honestly felt like the most heartless out of all of them, and I think that might just be coming off the seventh one was so filled with emotion. But this one felt like a corporate product, and I felt like I was being pandered to a lot. And I know that yeah. is dumb to say about the Fast and Furious franchise because that's what it is. But for some reason, this one felt more like. I don't know. It just felt. It just felt a little. Uh, it felt hard. I, I mean, I think that's how I felt like watching six, knowing where seven is. That's fair. And having yeah. like, like, you know, felt the heart of seven and yeah. just watching six, which is kind of nonsensical. Like, yeah, I, I'm able to watch this one kind of turn off some of that more critical side and just be like, okay, cool. What is it giving me? What does it want me it's to good enjoy? Stuff. And yeah. there's some really good stuff. Hell yeah. Like, there's a whole, like, Letty drives a car through a crowd of people and I then hits a curb that. and goes and on two wheels for a bit. Her car, so by the way, cool. is sick. Her car, that car is was so, so yeah, dope. Exactly. Yeah. That, like, I, I've seen, you know, there's a lot of cars on two wheels stunts, but that one, like, <laughs> almost goes all almost the way over. It. Yeah. It, they really pushed it. And that's kind of that the whole really franchise. Bad. They just constantly push it a little farther than you ever think you'd, you'd have seen. But Hell yeah. Okay. Um, so the final yeah. two. Final two. What is your last two? Number what? Seven and eight. The last mm-hmm. two. Uh, mine's Fate of the Furious and then The Fast and the Furious, the fifth one. Fourth. So, a fourth one. Fourth yeah. one. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of living the same. Mine way. is that exact order. Yeah. Yeah. Fate of the Furious and then the fourth one, which. You again, motherfucker, Matt. Are you kidding really me? Really fun. It's. Fast and Furious, <laughs> then Too Fast, Too Furious. You know. Which only be... I do not... I think that Too Fast, Too Furious is more fun to watch. But the the plot... Like, Too Fast, Too Furious touches nothing. And 4 is a foundational movie for everything else. The fact that, yeah. like, uh, the guy's, like, a big deal. And then he's... 
you know, actually controlled by... It's just like, there's the, so much there. Letty dies in that one. I mean, They the build thing off is, of it so much that I think it's essential. I defended this one. When we did this one, you guys were ragging on it, and I kind of defended it, but yeah. I've now kind of flip-flopped, and I'm like, I, this is a blank spot in my oh, memory. Oh, it's terrible. It's the, not a good one. <laughs> the fourth one and the fifth one are blind spots, and everybody says yeah. the fifth one's the best, and I'm like... That's weird. Are you sure? That's weird. Because I know I'm like new to all weird. this, but the fifth one is highly entertaining. It's exciting because they're they're really starting to figure out what they're doing. They get the team. It it is like a bedrock movie. Like four and five feel like the foundation of a house. And you're like, can we just get to building the house? And it's like, well, hold up, we gotta we gotta put this down. We gotta get this here. And then six, seven, bam, bam, oh yeah, yeah. And then eight comes in, and it's like you know, it's doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've. Yeah, I think it's just. You also kind of have to think of the context that they're released in. Like, four is the return of Vin Diesel. He's finally back. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that's exciting to see. Uh, two is kind of a, a weird sequel in the sense that it doesn't really know what it wants to be. It knows it doesn't want to be the movie it was before, and mm-hmm. they've lost. An important cast member, and they don't really know how to fill that gap. And they move that it to boy. a location, but they don't really use the location. It's just very confused. And mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of like fun things about it, like that insane cop chase at the end <laughs> that's bordering yeah. on Blues Brothers cop chase. But like, <laughs> it's yes. just, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like in the context of it, it's just kind of a, a, a sequel that was pumped out for money. Yeah, um, it's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Well, we've done it. We've done it. <laughs> we have uh, it. made it to the finish line. Again, we are going to do Hobbs and Shaw, but Hobbs and Shaw is not going to have the prayer. Hobbs and Shaw is not going to have the streets always win because Hobbs and Shaw is its own fucking thing. And this now is, I'm mad. It feels now like, I'm pissed. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm going into it with a little bit of resentment. I'm yeah. I'm going into it for Jason Statham. Me too. Um, I'll be honest. And Idris Elba. Ooh. Yeah, Idris Elba's in it. <gasps> Yo, yeah. he's like an actual superhero in that one. He mm-hmm. like gets yeah. shit pumped into his veins. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I'm um, stoked about. Um, but it does feel like, like you're on this council. But we not we do not grant you the rank of master. We're not you. <laughs> I'm so excited to tell you the context that I saw this movie in too. I've only seen it the one time, like in Hobbs theaters. And Shaw. Yeah, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I'm gonna save it for the next episode. It, I feel like Hobbs and Shaw. That episode is gonna feel like an epilogue to this subseries. It's gonna I feel think, like yeah. you We're know talk a, a post credit sequence with the same vibes as it's a post credits movie. <laughs> um okay so i'm very sad to say that we've watched all of them and it snuck uh, up on me man i was like we're watching five it's you know and then all of a sudden i'm watching the eighth one like watching the eighth one this has been such an incredible journey that i that i've been on with you two and all of our guests as well truly um and i know we'll be back with with hobbs and shop but uh just want to say how much fun this was. This is just Great. such a blast. Uh, this was a blast. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah. it's it's been such a fucking pleasure. I can't wait for nine. Nine. We are gonna oh. do like a five-hour episode on nine. Yeah, we are. We're gonna lot. <laughs> we'll do a live stream. Like 
an extravaganza. I'm so excited. Yes, an extravaganza. I will travel miles, hundreds of miles, thousands of miles if, if need be. <laughs> and if this hasn't made you a fast head, I don't know what will. Uh, because this is really it. So without further ado, uh, Henry, give us the prayer, and Matt, yes, give us the, the saying. Father, thank you for the gathering of friends. Father, we give thanks for all the choices we've made because that's what makes us who we are. Let us forever cherish the loved ones we've lost along the way. Thank you for the little angel the newest addition to our family. Thank you for bringing Letty home. And most of all, thank you for fast cars. And even though it doesn't really apply to this movie, <laughs> remember, <laughs> the streets always win. <laughs> yes. Outside of the Cuba sequence. It works there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all these horses in my car got me going fast. I just want to do the dash, put my pedal to the gas. Going so fast, hope I don't crash. One false move that could be my last. Yeah. All these horses in my car got me going fast. I just want to do the dash, put my pedal to the gas. Going so fast, hope I don't crash. That could be my life yeah. I just pulled up in the bands It was just me and my mans Fish for no time Scooping your hoe on friends Won't take that bitch to the movies Ain't got no love for the groupies See back while she do me She get water than jacuzzis She don't go out like a gray light She get ran through like a red light If the head right, then the bread right Shorty knew I be there every night Rollin', rollin' Whip they want like say sauce Zero to 60, I take off Can't see me looking like Ray Charles Tell me slow down, I'm going too fast Young nigga, I just wanna do the dash I'm so reckless, hope I don't crash Cause I'm rolling, like the whip stalling Yeah, all these horses in my car got me going fast I just wanna do the dash, put my pedal to the gas Going so fast, hope I don't crash One false move that could be my last Bring the bikes out. I jumped out of Rolls Royce and I hop in a lamb now. When I push the button, they like, what the fuck is that sound? Damn, I'm the man now. Only pulled up in this whip so I can stand out. Bought an icy ring and told them it's no handouts. Started up a label, bout to make a band now. All these horses in my car got me going fast. I just want to do the dash. Put my pedal to the gas. Going so fast, hope I don't crash. Shawty say she wanna ride, but she don't know how to steer 
They pay me for a show, but I ain't even appear. They say, call that black, you drive like you ain't got no fear. They say, call that black, you act like you ain't got no care. I say, my car got a horse, like I'm in a mirror. Uh, pull up in a Rari, I jump out with your shawty. Driving like the crash, down and speeding to that cab. Money, money all in my head. Uh, if I wreck, I'm dead. The shit I'm driving, bet no cracker won't even get behind it. All these horses in my car got me going fast. I just run through the dash, put my pedal to the gas. Going so fast, so I don't crash. One false move that could be my last. All these horses in my car. Got 